podcast where everybody is sick. Kyle's dying, <laughs> as is our guest, Philip Tu, who is the Vehicle Dere- Development Director of Indecent. He has been gracious enough to join us, even though he's sick and recovering from a couple of things, apparently. Join us for a little bit. Talk to us about what they do, uh, what the ethos behind the company is and what goes into building these custom 911s. And if you haven't seen them, um, go check them out at Indecent on Instagram. They were in the Toyota Tires booth, I believe, at SEMA this year. They had a couple of vehicles there and absolutely caught the attention of Timmy, who was like, I met these guys at SEMA, dude. We got to get them on the pod. These cars are ridiculous. It was only 2 o'clock in the morning. Only 2 o'clock in the morning. But it's Vegas, baby. That's what we do, right? <laughs> So See, that never sleeps on me. We get drunk and harass people who build cars we can't afford to come talk to us about. <laughs> I just want you to answer me one thing. Did you guys see me walking up to your car and that's why you locked your Tacoma and walked back over to it? No, it's funny. It's a, a real hilarious story. First, I'll just say thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, that was a really interesting experience. Basically, um, and, and I'll take a step back and just kind of tell the story for, for a second, Timmy, because I think I mentioned it partly to you, but we had a nightmare getting to SEMA. Like yep. it was a true nightmare. You know, we, uh, so we're, we're in the Houston facility where we build cars here for North America. We also build cars out in Poland. So we have a third operation start in the UK. However, um, you know, we built a zero zero two, which is the pink car in the back. And we put on one of my friend's trailer, which I have, I know nothing about long distance hauling. Uh, I can haul maybe a few miles within the city and I have, but, but never, as far as Houston to Vegas. And if anybody's taking that trip, that is one hell of a trip. Um, and on the way up there, one of our bearings basically seized the wheel carrier broke off and we were oh. limping on three wheels. Um, oh. in addition to that, Toyo tires, and it's my first time bringing a car to SEMA. It's my first time ever to attend SEMA. Uh, you know, one of their requests is for you to cover the car until the day of the show, right? Which totally makes sense. And uh, nobody has ever seen, you know, this, this design yet. And it's the very first one in the U.S. And, uh, so of course, like an idiot, you know, I just put a car over it. And it was a cu- car cover. So I was like, oh, it's a fancy car cover. It's going to fit it. Put a car cover over it. Trailer the car to Vegas. And the car cover flapped in the wind so hard it scratched the entire vehicle. Uh. So it was a nightmare. And so anyways, we, uh, you know, we were about six hours away from Vegas. And, um, you yeah, the... There's only three wheels on the trailer. There's no way we could trailer the rest of the vehicle all the way up. And luckily, I found a transport company to transport it to, uh, to Vegas. And then we limped the trailer into the Bellagio. And so, <laughs> to me, whenever you first saw me, um, I picked up the car off strip, had no headlights, no taillights. The first time I've driven it more than basically three or four miles because we literally loaded up on the trailer and brought it to or tried to get it to Vegas. And so I drove it on the strip with no headlights, no taillights, no license plate, no registration, <laughs> nothing on this car. Passed by four police officers. And I guess the week of SEMA, they just let you do whatever. But uh, we made it into the uh, garage and uh, literally shut off the car and we were walking away. And my friend that was with me was like, I think we should cover the car, you know? And I was like, nah, don't worry about it. Actually, the door lock didn't even work. So. He's like, I we should color the car. And then you were standing there, like, looking at the car, and that's why we walked back. So, yes, long story short. <laughs> we thought you were jacking us. That's why. So, damn it, Timmy. He does. Was, he does. You guys, like, walk back to the taco, and I'm just like, 
Is he does look kind of sketchy, though. <laughs> he does. He gets shifty eyes. He smiles a lot, and you don't yeah. know why. Yeah, no, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Well, it, it was hilarious, too, because, um, you know, we had parked in the very back of the Bellagio, right? So, yeah. it, you know, I didn't expect anybody to be there. But, uh, man, I have to say it was it was exciting to meet you. And not saying this just because we're on the podcast, but because you were the first person to actually see the car. And I think we told you that. You were the first person to actually see this car. Nobody had seen it before. And uh, to, to obviously, you know, kind of get your reaction was really exciting. And the car wasn't even done. So I, I don't know if any of you guys have seen on our Instagram, but somebody, uh, we had posted a, uh, it was a time lapse of us working on the car uh, yeah. on the Bellagio roof. And that wasn't ours. It was actually somebody I drove yeah. by and said, is it okay if I record you guys? And we didn't think anything of, I'm, you know, freaking out. The front bumper's, you know, I'm trying to fix the front bumper, get the lights on and everything. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a crazy story all the way up until the show. Right so I think it's fortuitous or serendipitous because the pink on that car is very close to the pink that we use for all of our branding. So we'll take that. Um, that's, <laughs> I think that's kind of cool. Also, is that like the weave in me has to ask, is that a subtle darling in the Franks reference? You don't have to answer that publicly if you don't want to. Um, the zero zero two, the zero two thing. Just saying. Um, <laughs> no, no, it isn't. It's not as, as, as cool as that. Um, no, it's really, you know, we, we just number our cars, right. Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, and, and Sebastian Paulette, which is the founder of the company, he's the uh, the creative director and kind of design manager, if you will. Um, he's the one that created a design of the body kit. And, uh, you know, it's, it's real funny because at first he was like, let's just sell body kits. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, and actually I started my business as a distribution business to sell and decent body kits. And um, okay. I also work with another person called Dom Miles. Maybe you guys have maybe seen some of his cars as Miles Works Automotive. He builds a kit for the 996. Pretty much all uh, like good looking good for 996. I think I have seen that kid actually. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Again, it's it's literally the only good looking 996. And so I started my business as a, a distribution company for these car parts. And uh, this you know, Miles Works Automotive, right? Yeah, I have seen this kid yep. before. Yeah, it is. And uh, so, you know, anyways, long story short, uh, Sebastian and I, we started talking and we started getting into things getting a little deeper. And we're like, you know, let's let's do something more than just sell kits. Cause we do think there's something probably bigger than just that here. Um, but really what it came down to is we just didn't want someone to take our body kit, install it poorly and put like gold Chrome wrap all over the car. Or, you know, if any of you guys have gold Chrome, that's, I guess that could be cool, but it won't be cool on any no, of these flame, cars, but no, you know what I mean? No, listen, listen, no. listen. We slander no, no, hard. No, 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 no. Hard. No, 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 no. Your shit is garbage. I'm going to tell you to your face. I don't care. <laughs> I will, too. I, I flat will. I'll, I'll tell you your I'll shit is it before trash. and I'll do it again, shit. Yes, 100%. <laughs> No anyway, problem with that. So, so it's more about it. So, it was it was it really a matter of like quality control and brand protection? Is that kind of what drove you well, to? There's a few things that that went into this, right? Um, I'll say to start some things that I think just kind of happened naturally. But let, let me kind of list through a few of the things. Yes, definitely one design protection is one of them, right? Because again, if someone installs our body kit, whether it's done well or installed poorly, which I'll talk about kind of that a little bit here, um, yeah, they could unfortunately put a really bad set of wheels, a really bad color design. And unfortunately that that's our brand. That's a part of our brand, you know, whether we yeah. like it or not. And so that was one. The second is the fact that obviously the, I think the big thing on why people consciously and unconsciously like our design is because it's a smooth fender wide body kit. 
yeah. right? And and yeah. we all obviously know about you know Rivet based kits, Rocket Bunny, uh, RWB, and you know all these other companies. That yeah, the Boltard Fender Flare Nationals that are usually SEMA. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You know, and and we have actually come to learn. Uh, at least in our experience, why all those companies or majority of those companies use rivet-based kits. Um, it's because it's actually far more difficult to install a kit like this, right? To use proper bonding and adhesive to make sure it actually stays long-term. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, if you ask any of like body guys that are have been doing this for decades um, and they aren't familiar with like the newest, latest kind of technology and bonding and adhesive, they'll say that thing is going to come right off. Like every yeah. single one will tell you. So, so yeah. you know, making sure the yeah. kit kind of installed properly, that that's definitely one part of it. And, I mean, we're not only cutting the fender, but we're sealing it. And there's other kind of safeguards that you need to put in to do this correctly. Um, and then I'll, I'll also say we kind of just got lucky that when we started, we begun to take pre-orders. And nobody wanted to put a pre-order in. So we said, you know, like, fuck it. Let's not sell body kits at all. And let's just take this to, like, the nth degree in our minds. And, and let's just built cool cars right and so um yeah we're, we're i think we're we kind of just i guess fell by this kind of by luck to be honest you know and uh I, I will say that sebastian and i are basically the same people we love to drink as a matter of fact we missed the whole first day of SEMA because we got so drunk the night before hey. uh, um we didn't make it so second day of SEMA was the first day of SEMA for us um which is funny it's funny because we got it the second day and we're like let's go to SEMA. Uh, yeah. uh, you, you, you know, the, 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 the awesome thing about this partnership I have with Sebastian, even though he's literally on the other side of the planet, is he is like a master when it comes to creative design. He's a master at detail. He's a master at understanding how shapes and lines come together to make something beautiful. And I, I think we all can see that in the car. Um, what, I'm a, what I feel, at least, maybe not a master, but what I'm very good at is building cars. And so 002, which we just number all of our cars just to kind of give them some significance. Yeah. 002 was actually built start to finish in less than eight weeks. And so, That's you know, easy. what we come together with is I know how to build the cars. I know how to formulate the partnerships. I know the engineering side of these vehicles. Sebastian knows the design. Honestly, these two things kind of come out and create this, what we would think, uh, you know, an interesting company. Uh, absolutely. So this is so I'm I'm on your Instagram and I'm putting this up for everybody to see, and I see first prototype kit is fifty percent finish, and it says you know take note there won't be any bolts on the final one. This is January thirteenth. Yep. So that's your first prototype kit, and you go from that <laughs> to having. Now I didn't see the car in person, but Timmy did, and. The thing that I will say about all the guys that are on this podcast as hosts is we all know what to look for when it comes to how a car is put together. I did a stint in prototyping for Tesla a billion years ago. We've all worked in a Highline motor car. We all know what proper build quality looks like. And for Timmy to be this fucking excited about a body swap on a 911, which is like Jamal and I literally are going to have an intervention with how much fucking 9-11 content goes on this podcast when nobody drives one. It's ridiculous how much we talk <laughs> about Porsches when none of us own one. But so when he's like, dude, I'm this car is fucking sick. And, you know, you know how Seema is. Everything's a fucking 50 footer, right? Even busy motos bring in some You're fucking fair. garbage at this point. So when he's like, dude, this car is fucking sick. I'm like, well, then I want to talk to this guy, because if if somebody's doing a kit to this degree and to your point, 
this aesthetic appeals to me very much. Um, it's got a it's got a weird sort of retro vibe, but it's also pushing into what the newer 911s look like and kind of mashing all of right. these like 80s retro future modern vibes that are very very cool and I'm really into that shit. Um, so and, and looking through here and and kind of seeing how like this mock-up kit went, my question is you were talking about like means of adhesion, means of installation. So obviously you're cutting the old fenders away and I can see that there's add-ons to the front and I'm assuming you're replacing most of the recorder. So are you using like, like panel bond, like three M panel bond, like that kind of adhesive level stuff to really keep that on? Cause if so that shit's never going anywhere for the record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually we, we use something stronger. Um, we actually use what Peterbilt uses on tractors and uh, commercial grade equipment. And um, it's, man, it, I'll tell you, <laughs> when that, when that thing yeah, cures, uh, yeah, I mean, for good or for bad, that thing is going to be on there. And yeah. so, uh, you know, we, you know, what we think through our testing, this is actually the right type of bonding and adhesion to use. Um, and it so far has been, and we've driven 001, which is the yellow car that uh, was debuted, um, I think that was in June at yeah. Old Trace uh, in Poland. And, um, you yeah, know, that car has been driven a few thousand miles now without any issues at all. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, to, to your point, you know, that, that picture we, we released, it is, it is. Um, it's actually the same front quarter fender side skirt and more or less the rear bumper. Now, you know, Timmy, you didn't actually see the taillight we had prototyped no. um, that we released at the show. I'm sure you've seen it now, right? Which yeah, is the absolutely. LED. <laughs> Everybody yeah, has seen that. that. I mean, that so was sick, yeah, man. that was a huge, huge deal. So you didn't even see that because at the blog show, yeah, yeah. Can we just talk about the? Can we talk about the the Fuchs dude? The big, yeah, the big barrel Fuchs on the yellow car. God, yes, yes. dude. Yeah. So so let, let me let me take you guys back to the beginning because um you know Sebastian first off he is in Eastern Europe and Poland he's actually quite known and he's built several really badass hero cars but where he became really well known and just basically gained quite a bit of followership is he bought a, a viper a gen 2 viper blue with a white stripe slammed that thing to the ground i mean literally the front bumper was like i keep talking all the time but it's shit, like I've millimeters yeah yes, yeah and, and with rotor form so that's his, his car right and and he was again known for that and so he sold that car mainly because Ghosta, his wife was like, if you don't sell this car, I'm pretty much going to leave you. Like, I, I can't take this car. It was like super hardcore. And, um, and so he decided, really. yeah. So, so he decided to, to get a 911. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it certainly was. And he told me it was. Um, and so anyways, you know, he, um, he bought this 911, but uh, you know, it's funny because he actually bought those wheels and built the body around the wheel, which is, not what any design company ever does, right? Huh. And so, yeah, oh, the, no. the whole the whole business started because of those wheels. That's amazing. Wow. So I've met I've met one other Holy person crap. ever in in a in a like a performance vehicle market because like donk guys do that shit all the time. They build the whole rig around twenty sixes and shit like that. But in a, like in a performance car, I met one guy ever to say the same thing, and it was a guy at a car show in San Diego, and it was a Mark Three Supra on. 20 inch wheels that were 13 and a half inches wide in the back. Good and Lord. it was one of the cleanest like body <clears throat> kits I've ever seen. All the fitment was perfect. And he's like, I had the wheels before I had the chassis. I just knew they were going to be on this car. 
Like that wow. was what I was into. So he sent the wheels and the car stock to his body guy and he said, make a fit. And he like <laughs> massaged it. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's pretty much what happened here. And uh, I'll tell you that you could see it in the body work. I mean, again, it, it, these are all, you know, happy accidents. Right. But um, again, he was just in love with the wheels and design and, uh, you know, obviously Rotiform is, is big in Europe. It, it's, you know, big here now, but it wasn't always a big thing, right, right. Uh, in the U.S. Right. And, uh, I mean, he totally hit it out the park. I mean, again, he is just a, it's an example of how good of, in design he is and kind of seeing something and, and kind of knowing how it's going to play well together. Because I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever seen, while it totally makes sense because they're Fuchs design wheels, right? I don't think I've ever seen a 911 with those wheels that look as good as his or anything close to it. You know, and so I feel like he's kind of the first to break into like that wheel from Rotiform. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think it's like it's cool to take that wheel which has that that rough shape, which has so much attachment to Porsche and Volkswagen and every other fucking thing under the sun, yep. right? And to see that you can still take that same classic shape but modernize it, twist it, skew it, right? Um, make Porsche purist fucking crawl in their skin because you're you know, oh my you're kind god of, you're take you're kind of like bastardizing things that are held sacred right and i'm a huge fan of that because yeah. purists ruin cars period they make cars boring i don't care if you have leather wrapped fucking air conditioning vents i want you to do something <laughs> right? um, but i it still I blows was, my mind by the way how many people order that fucking option that that still like, to this day blows my shit? mind who keeps oh, like <laughs> Five grand. It's five grand. Five grand. Anyway, fine. what? So, um, so there is a big fundamental difference in selling a body kit and selling a car. And one of the things that I really liked about zero zero two was the interior of that car. I thought that there was yeah. like a lot of like really cool, like kind of a th- you know you have like a pseudo. <coughs> M pseudo, you know, that old conf- like the type R confetti Recaro seats and stuff going in, but Sh- like in the a shift kit. knob, the shift knob, the shift knob. the shift knob kills me, but it just shows like all the stuff that you guys like is stuff that I like. Like when I'm looking at this car build, I'm like, nobody puts seats that look like that in there if they don't know what's up, or you know what I mean? So, like, what are yeah. your guys' influences? Because obviously, if this dude's building slam vipers and stuff, like he's he's kind of a shithead, and I'm yeah, totally into that. And like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I you know, it, we, we both come from different backgrounds, which is funny, right. right? Again, he's got the Euro, and actually, he even has had some sort of BMW on a Stanceworks like YouTube channel and stuff like that. So he's built yeah. some other really cool cars in the past. I, on the other hand, come from a JDM background. I think Timmy, maybe we talked about that a little bit, but uh, I mean, I've got my S15 with RB26 parked right here beside these other two cars that I'm. <laughs> it's like a passion project you guys will be sad but this is my side chick that basically has garbage all on top of it right now oh Ooh. my god i love it yeah is it, it, has, it um, rb swaps he said it's rb swaps you know, I'm just gonna take you guys over here because this is a uh, this is what we really yeah. want. To see. Yes. <laughs> this is why we do this. Oh, oh he's back. Okay, okay. through the Porsches. Okay, <laughs> all right. So uh, we're gonna get back to this... the amazing Porsches, but this man has an S15. Oh, oh my, my god! god. <laughs> yeah. So this is one of my. This is actually. Um, oh my I'm gonna god. be Clay Deucer right now. 
This is a Nismo S1 RB26. Yo, fuck you. What? I hate you. I, I hate <laughs> yeah. you right now. Like, oh my god. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I think you guys can dig the OD uh, oh, RC intercooler. Oh, here we go. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm, a, I'm a huge JDM guy. I built a ton of 240s um, way, way back. Uh, God, I probably have owned, I, I don't even know how many, just countless. But, you know, I've always had this, like, JDM kind of influence, if you will. And uh, actually, the, this 911 user, too, before I had kind of rebuilt it all. Um, it actually had bronze T37s on it, um, had air suspension. I had a uh, brid, uh, red brid uh, reclinable yeah. in it. I think they were Vorgas. What color was the color? Anyway, I've always had this like JDM theme. And, you know, I told Sebastian, I was like, hey, man, look, if I'm going to build this car, I'm going to kind of make it a little bit unique. And we're going to kind of throw a little bit of JDM flair here and there. And, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, just like the name of our business. I mean, we're, we're not about taking things too seriously. It's more just like having fun, you know. Absolutely. So, I feel like your yeah. seats were like a throwback to like the the Recaro confetti seats. Yeah, like that, like that yeah, reminds yeah. me one hundred percent of a Recaro confetti JDM but seat. But, yeah, like, but, it, but it's like also like those old houndstooth like M Tech seats and like yes. BMWs and yeah. stuff. Like there's yeah. a lot of yeah. like crossover with. But I see you through like a little bit of like a rough camo pattern in there too, which is super sick. Yeah. And, so there, there's an interesting story for a second, okay? Because, um, it, and honestly, guys, I can't get enough. Like, I can't stop talking about this car. There's so much headache it should and, be, man. and work that went into that. And then again, just, uh, you know, I, I've dreamed all my life to go to team and then to basically go and actually have a car and then featured at, you know, Tread Pass was unreal. But the, the design, uh, we did this in partnership with a company called Carbone. And if you guys haven't heard of them, Carbone is literally. Oh, yeah. They're like one of the best in the world, right? Yeah. They just so happen to be out of the same city that Sebastian lives in. And so, again, just kind of lucky that there's this connection there, right? So they're Polish. And um, anyways, I took it to these guys, and they're known for working on air-cooled cars, right? I mean, they do the, the, you know, leather weaving that Singer does and everything. And uh, I basically said, like, guys, I I need you to do something wild. Like, we need to do something. And first off, I had... We had to kind of convince them to work on a on a water cooled 911. They don't work on water cooled 911, right? If you go on their yeah, exactly. I mean, that was another struggle that we had in all the partnerships working with all these companies because the conversation wasn't we're building a cool car for SEMA partner with us. It was let me tell you why you should invest in a water cooled 911, <laughs> and then we started that conversation. So it was it was it's, kind of this, this, this weird world. To this- Day, it still blows my mind how many peers there are that say those yeah. 911s are not a true 911. It is yeah. all air cooled. It does not matter power level, bullshit, whatever. Listen, yeah. if it, you it owned an overpriced Volkswagen, you would want to keep the value up too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Like, but you, you know, and I'll also say, look, I, I, I truly do love all 911s. I actually um, had a 1976 super rare color it's an ice blue targa have you guys seen ice blue before yes i have I oh my lanta yeah this, this is basically if, if you actually go and bring a trailer that last ice blue 911 was mine um that i sold and uh <laughs> i bought that car for i mean, think it was like thirty nine thousand. it's a 1976 it's gonna be the very party. first ice blue one that pops up i mean i sold it probably dude it's it's, it's, it's hey if it's, you google it if you google ice blue 911 
and you do image shirts, it's on there and it brings up the bring a trailer thing. So you bought yeah. it for thirty nine, you sold it for fifty one G's. No, it's actually uh, seventy nine and a half. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, I can show this. I don't. This may not be your car then, but this is a nice blue Targa. It's a '77, so this might not. Be yeah, if you have a '76 Targa on Bring Trailer, it it'll pull up for sure. But um, yeah, yeah I sold that yeah. car to put money into this one. So, anyways, man, I love those old 911s. But um, I, I mean, you know, for anybody that says that they're not the same, even 996s. When you drive an 911, I hate to say it's a corny thing that everyone says. Like when you drive a 911, it's like driving like no other car. But I mean, honestly, the old ones. While they are different, they they still feel like a 911. You close your eyes in both those cars, you can tell it's like a 911 the way it drives. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's just a matter of a lot of it. found it a lot of yep. a lot of driving anything is subjective, right? And right. and and I think that there is a there is like a you know old air cooled flat engines they make interesting noises and the the drivetrains do interesting things and it's it's got a vibe that you know as 911s have gotten more and more surgical over the years and obviously faster and just ridiculous ridiculously fucking fast when you even look at like gts is like oh it's only got what 385 horsepower or some shit and they're fast as hell because the the chassis is just so well dialed right um but i think you know maybe there's some boomers out there that can't appreciate both for their interesting quirks and kind of right they're like no it's just you got to do it this way or it sucks which i fundamentally disagree with yeah you you know i i I will say one thing though in driving and again i love that car i mean driving that 76 target made me feel like i was living back in the 70s in all the coolest ways you know Um, it's got a tiny little steering wheel it's got pull knobs it's super interesting my wife really loved that car too, but it was a hard car to drive. I mean, you know, unless you have basically a fully resto modded, you know, uh, air cooled 911, you can't drive that thing honestly every day. I know some people drive their 993s every day. I mean, but that's a much more refined car than let's say an older G body. You know, oh God, um, yes, kind of, kind of exhausting yes. to drive. Yeah, and I I daily drove that car on T37s, air suspension, bridge seats. I daily drove that car. And that was an easy car to drive. What was the previous color of that car, by the way? uh, It was actually wrapped in red. So teal gray was the original color, and uh, it was wrapped in like a carmine red. Yeah, I think there's 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 a transitional point in vintage automobiles where the farther you go back, they get more and more tractor like. And you cannot take that out of the car. Like you can throw, unless you do like a singer 750, 800, $1.5 million build and throw it at it. You're not pulling the tractor out of that car. Not completely. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and not everybody has the money to throw around to do something like that, obviously. So yeah, for sure. Going, going and, I mean, to- if anything, that's, that's another, that's another reason why we built this company. Right. right. Um, we built it because, you know, both, Sebastian and I were about the same age. We're in our mid thirties. We've done other things professionally and luckily for both him and I, we've had some success and we've said, you know, let's build a company to service and support guys like ourselves, you know, guys that 
We don't have a few hundred thousand dollars to throw at a car or, you know, in the case of a 993 or 964, 150 grand to start, right? For just right. the stock Dude, car. And easily, so, easily. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, you know, we said, you know what, let, let's do something. Firstly, not many companies have done, which is, you know, build an awesome car under a certain price point, which to us, that price point is under 200 grand. Um, and in some cases, well below 200 grand. Um, and do it in a way where you can still have a fun, cool car. And, uh, you know, ultimately one of our goals in our company is to, to modify a car, but, uh, you know, once it leaves our hands, it appreciates in value. Right. And I, I can't say that we've accomplished that. I think we're, we're in the journey of doing that, but, uh, you know, there's really no companies that can do that really, in my opinion, under half a million dollars. Uh, again, we talked yeah. about the singer, you know, got the works, right. Yeah. I think even, even your higher dollar you know, even your resto mods, when you look at the stuff that like ring brothers yep. are doing and you look at, um, yeah. who are the other guys? I literally just, Oh, roadster shop, the stuff that comes out of, you know, you're starting with a $45,000 rolling chassis before you have a body and wiring and paint job and everything else. Right. So, and all the manpower to go into building it on top of that. Yep. So yeah. as far well, as look, like, it takes, it takes a crazy amount to build a car like that. Oh, and yeah. I certainly respect you know, those people for what they do and seeing some of their work in person. And again, just kind of go down the SEMA journey. But, but it takes, in my opinion, even more talent to do it at a reasonable price point. Because, you know, whenever you have all the budget in the world, you have all the budget in the world, right? You just spend whatever you want want, to make whatever happen. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we're, we're working with something very different here and we don't have all the money to throw at it. And that's, that's also why, you know, we've taken a, you know, by design with the partnerships we have with Fab Speed, with Universal Air, with 911 Headlights, like there's a whole mm. laundry list of companies are working with where, um, you know, we we probably will never ever get to the day where we bespoke all the parts. It's, it's not reasonable. You can't do that right. at a certain price point. And so we still have these partnerships where we do unique things, we do prototypes with them. Um, but uh, you know, ultimately controlling how these cars are assembled. Um, how they kind of leave the the facilities. Um, that's that's where we're focused on. I think that's super smart. I think that you're absolutely correct. Like you can't do bespoke everything. You go and you look yeah. at a roaster shop car, and every single thing is hand built. Everything. Right. There's a guy who works for Roaster Shop. His name. He's one of the designers there, and his name. He's 3D Magic Mike or something like that on Instagram. He's been building this Datsun truck. The twin Dude. turbo one UZ like rear remote. It's ridiculous truck. Everything's carbon fiber. I've been watching him build this car for like five years. It's going to be a million dollar truck by the time it's done. And nobody can tell yeah. me any different. And that's just to your point. It's just not feasible. And for somebody who wants a cool car, wants to be able to drive it and maybe doesn't want to show car to that degree where you, you feel like you can never use it. You do have to, you have to have some off the shelf parts. Plus, Repairability, yep. right? Serviceability. When you have bespoke parts, that shit is impossible because you have to call the guy, yeah. machine you a thing that you need every single time you need it. Versus, I can call and just go buy the thing. So that was kind of be my question: yeah. is obviously you're you're doing major reconstruction of the body. It's it's what it, how much wider is it than the factory car? Yeah, so six inches wider in total. Okay. So are you guys doing anything like suspension wise to support that? Cause obviously that changes things. Is it mainly coming from the, yeah, that's, like, that's the extra stuff yeah, that, that goes with it. That's, that's a very, that's a, 
that's a good question. That's a very interesting question because especially from an engineering perspective, that's probably been my biggest concern right. and everything we're doing. Again, keep in mind that we designed this body based on a set of wheels, nothing to do with suspension geometry, didn't have anything to do with the way the car drove and handled. Um, and so I'll tell you that 002, was it, 001 was all about the body. It's a yeah. show car through and through, right? It is wide wheels, stretch tires, slammed. It is, European style in the way anyone would, would want to see a modified 911. So we got all of that out of it. You know, um, uh, this car, 002, was much more of an experiment on let's push the envelope with the partner network that we have. Um, again, to your point, not only serviceability, but you know, there's a lot of companies like Elephant Racing, for example. They have invested years and years and they've been in business i think for like two two and a half decades they built some amazing parts and other partners have as well we might as well utilize them right they've already gone through some of that testing but um i, I will say that you know when you when you go such a low offset and um on the yellow one the rear wheels are 14 inch wide if i remember correctly uh this Jeez. one is 13 <laughs> yeah 13 i think so maybe totally 13 and a half that, yeah. yeah 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 exactly exactly um I, I will say that, you know, we went with fully adjustable arms. Um, it actually has the GT3 front and rear sway bar, actually the Euro uh, sway bars, which completely changed the way the car drives. It's also alignment spec to a GT3. And, um, you know, whenever you basically have wide wheels, yes, it adds more weight to the outside. Yes, right. the car feels a little heavier on the outside. But if you spec it properly, you can really eliminate a lot of that. I'll tell you, the biggest thing, and everyone says that low offset wheels, you know, on a super wide car drives terrible, but most people have not driven cars with a super low offset in this wide. That's just the reality. Most people haven't. Everybody thinks they have or they can talk like they have, they haven't. Um, what you end up finding is a problem is that whenever you're on a curve and you're going at a steady speed, you know, you're taking not a sharp right hand turn, but let's say a steady right hand curve um, and you're at steady speed, the wheel actually fights against you a little bit. Right. That's the biggest problem you run into. But when you accelerate, it eliminates all that. Now what you're basically faced with is weight on the outside, all this extra additional weight on the outside. But if you spec the suspension correctly, you honestly eliminate most of that. Now, I will say that I am going, I've started the conversation with one of our partners um, on actually building custom upright. Okay, so, so what this upright does, basically, it actually raises the wheel bearing, the wheel carrier itself, well, the whole thing is called the wheel carrier, but right. it raises the, the wheel bearing, which obviously allows you to have better proper suspension geometry. Um, and then it extends a track width. Um, that, that's something that I'll tell you, the R&D work on that is very, very serious. We, I don't even do it. I can't even do it. I'm relying on the partners to do all the R&D work. But the amount of money it takes to do that is expensive. Um, and on top of that, it's hard for me to tell if it's worth it at this point in time. But we are kind of going that road. I will say one thing. The two, when we first bought it over to SEMA, um, we had to put spacers on it. Yeah, I ordered the wheels, and we weren't sure about the specking. But because all the arms are adjustable, whenever we installed them, we had such little time, we could not dial it in. So it has some big, fat spacers on it. Um, this car now has zero spacers. So we've extended the track width, actually roughly about 20 to 25 millimeters front and rear. And, uh, man, the car drives fantastic, to be honest. Yeah, that, I mean, that's and that's actually really enheartening to hear because you're, to your point, yeah, you, you're, you're, number one, 
props to being honest as shit about the construction Absolutely. process and the fact that like hey we put fucking cement we had to we had to look at we put space on the car <laughs> what do you want me to do yeah. you know i mean it's like it is what it is right at least it but, had a drive shaft in it I was just saying. Right, it ran in. <laughs> we were just going to say that. <laughs> well, we, we are not only proud the car drives, but we're lucky it did because the trailer didn't work. So we drove this car into the event. See, that's that, was not, that's that was not what we were pit, what we wanted to do, right? But it yeah. was by necessity, this car had to drive in. And uh, again, I'm, I'm glad that it did. I mean, driving Fucking into SEMA is better, better than being pushed into SEMA, for sure. Every day of the week. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm... To your to your point that you made, you know, you you were very candid. You we dialed out most of it. You're always going to leave something on the table when you push to aesthetics to that degree. It's impossible to For not, sure. right? Um, but yep. then again, I think the person that comes to you and says, "Hey, I want an indecent 911," you know that, like that's you know yep. exactly what you're getting into, or like don't throw two hundred grand yep. at it. You know what I'm saying? Again, and and it's quite less. Um, and, and there are things that we want to work on, but you know, the 200 grand price point, that is, again, it's not, we haven't finalized it, but that is like busy motos, full electric EV conversion on our car. Yeah. So, you, you know, shit. like, yeah. So, so we're exploring with some interesting things, but uh, I'll tell you that car is half that price. Um, I'll tell you that, uh, zero zero one is basically our baseline kind of intro minimal build of indecent, if you will. Um, and it's a quarter of that price. Um, you know, so you can get our, I mean, literally we can build a car body, install it, paint, uh, brand new rotiforms with Toyo tires on it, basic suspension, center exit exhaust, because it obviously has a GT three style rear. Uh, we can build it for fifty thousand dollars, and that's numbered, and the vehicle is done. So then everything, yeah, yeah fresh. So and how to tap that? So and then, you're also doing convertibles, also because you have you have a convertible yeah. that you guys are doing yeah. right now. We we really honestly, I'm I'm excited about all the stuff that we're doing. You know, um, we we have a convertible coming out here shortly, and then we also after that, and we're in the midst of working on this right now. But we're actually going to be releasing a nine nine one, which is the black car you see behind me. Yeah, um, ah, I was and that was that. the white render, the white and blue render that was yes. kind of pushed around. Yeah, yes, that, yep. And yeah. so that that'd be next after that, and then we might actually get a little bit into kind of more hardcore racing we want to actually build some race cars and maybe do kind of like a fun rear bumper delete with our wide body on it and everything but um you know i will say what's kind of cool is if you look at 001 a lot of people don't realize it's the same body kit it's the same body kit obviously the difference is the rear wing no front canard and then the biggest difference is the wheel tire setup right i mean this is a street style race street style inspired um, the other one's obviously kind of show car and it, it just shows like how, and it, I'm totally cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it shows, it shows like how little small details can really change the way the car looks, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, you, you talked a lot about the design work behind this, but I will have to say that like the way that these kits catch light and the way that the surfacing reflects on this body it always looks like a render. Even the real shots look like renders. Yes. And I think that's fucking rad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like the Dude, way the light yeah. is yeah. it's like it makes it, it really special because it feels like almost surreal when you're looking at it. Like the car is not real. You know, I don't know. I uh, it, and again, I mean, you know, Timmy, you, you could 
attest to this, but, um, and, and again, we're really proud of what we do, but, uh, these cars, it's one of the few times where the car looks better in person than it does in pictures. Yeah. I, I, tall... I mean, I thought it was phenomenal. I, I was so stoked that night. Cause I, we were walking inside the hotel and I just turned around and you said you parked in the very back. You did. Like yeah. I just saw the Ruby star red in the corner of my eye. And I was like, we got to go look at this thing real quick. Like, I don't know what it is. And I saw it and it looks phenomenal in person i mean all the work looked extremely well done yeah well it actually took sebastian almost three years of design uh to get it to the point where it's at and actually whenever we we work with a a really special factory in poland that produces the kits for us um they've also produced actually several of um Kaza's cars so like you guys might have seen the i think it's a c4 corvette a red one yes. Um, yes. sponsored by airlift. Yeah, yes. so they're, they're the same team that built that one, right? And so oh, we. Oh no shit! Um, okay. So did they yeah, do the C three then too? The like the Miami blue C three with the advans on it, the three spoke advans, because that came out of Poland. That thing was fire. That thing was fire. I'm not sure. I, I do know that they they worked on the AMG GTs. Um, have you seen the wide body AMG GTs? Everybody has seen this, where they had the LED bar inside the spoiler. I yes. think I had, yeah. 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 Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. So, so they also build that kit. And actually, that, the person that builds those spoilers, the LED, uh, he's the person that built the front uh, fog lights for 002, which, you know, there's, again, it, it's a small world. Like everybody kind of works yeah. with everybody. But, uh, yes, automotive but, design uh, is a very small world, actually. <laughs> People yep. don't realize. Yeah. That. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I will say, look, this whole three spoke wheel design, nobody's ever seen that on 911 before. And that is paying nod to Super Advans, uh, yeah. you know, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of three-spoke Super Advans. I feel like you, you either love three-spoke wheels or you don't type of thing. Because it's a pass um, or and then if, You've seen Everybody's seen yeah. a shit Advan setup, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's, yeah. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, the interior, I don't think we ever finished talking about that, but I basically, uh, you know, went to Carbone. We convinced them to work with us. And on top of that, I was like, look, guys, we need to have this JDM theme. Here is the OG Ricardo Confetti print, I need you to make a modernized version of this. And, uh, man, that was not easy. Like, I mean, they took a 3D print of it. They lasered it on. And, um, you know, at first, I, I was pushing for all the original colors. But the only way to do that with a suede in the background is to literally cut hundreds of pieces of suede, yeah. stitch all these pieces together, and then make that, right? And yeah. so we, we, we opted for a single cutter, which at the end of the day was okay. You know, honestly, when I first saw in pictures, I was like, this is some really ugly, weird-looking computer print. Um, however, whenever they finally finished a production-ready one, I mean, it looked amazing. And actually, yeah. if, you, if you notice, there's something unique going on with the, the perforation. Uh, they're actually multiple size perforation. Now, that doesn't seem like much, but we actually stole that from Brabus. Brabus started doing that in our G-Wagons, and I only saw that because I went to Dubai like three months before this car was built. And, uh, you know, of course, Dubai has like all the craziest cars up there, right? And yeah. um, we we're in this yeah. dealership. They had like F40s, F50s. They had a, speed, a McLaren Speedtail, which was crazy. And, of course, I was there just to steal ideas. Jeez. <laughs> and uh, that was one of the ideas. I mean, I stole the idea of multiple size perforation. I mean, who would have thought, like, just changing the size of the perforation would look super cool? Well, they figured it out, and we stole that. So, 
But I mean, nice. I I really do like the pattern on the on that seat, like, and even on the door. I like that yeah. it carries into the door panels, and even you do yeah. the kind of you do the you know the the shade shift when it runs up onto the dash, and it's a lot more monochromatic. It's just the black and the gray going through the dash, but it's got the confetti feel, but it's also got like a digi camo kind of thing going on as it runs through because it's just the two colors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually, you know, to your point, there was something neat that we did. That's kind of like a little, I don't know if you call it an Easter egg, but I, I think it's kind of a cool touch when you sit inside the car um, and you're facing the dash, obviously you'd be facing the dash. Um, we actually have that confetti print lasered into parts of the dash. Yes. Exactly, so, yeah. Shit. yeah, I think you point out kind of like that gray. It's actually not gray. It's actually just a single leather piece that has laser that didn't laser through the whole piece of leather. And oh, so, so it's just laser kind of edge. Oh, yeah, it's man. laser edge. That's right. And, and so this is, um, we're, we're calling it, we're naming it something because I don't think Porsche has. Of course, they just started doing this on a 992. And it's basically like a modern version of a two-tone without being two different colors. So it's that's smooth leather really with textured really leather. That's really fun. So, so yeah, basically the way that you're pricing these cars out then is you have 001, which is like, I want my car to look like this car. And then yep. you just kind of progress further and further into performance and interior quality and, and all that. So that's right. If, if 001 is like the start line and from what I can tell, 002 is like the halfway point are these next cars like the finish line? Like, are you going to go fucking balls out and say like, this is the, the pinnacle you know, of what um, we plan to do as a company? I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, 002 is kind of balls out in the sense that every single suspension arm is changed. Right. The, the, it has a whole indecent brake package, which is Panamera calipers in the front, Turbo S calipers in the rear. Um, it's got obviously a full decked out interior. The exterior is pretty decked out. It also runs a VF engineer supercharger on this car, which, um, if there's any reason why this car wasn't going to run for SEMA, it was because of that. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we were able to kind of get that all figured out. And then, um, the prototype exhaust from fab speed. So it's pretty decked out. Um, I would say, you know, the finish line for indecent, I don't really know if there is a finish line to be honest. Um, again, what I'm exploring with, and it's not kind of all there, but I'm exploring with some pretty crazy things that we want to do to some of these cars. Um, again, electrifying is, is one of those things I, you know, I would love to explore, but um, yeah, I don't really know. You know, I, I would say that I would call this a, a high spec car. Let's call it like seven out of 10, if you will, yeah. at least kind of in our world of what, what we can offer today. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll take that one off your guys's hands. That's, yeah, I was just saying, I didn't, I didn't realize it had a seven out of ten. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. I mean, the yeah. car is, yeah, the car is beautiful. So, and then, I guess my, my next question then is, um, somebody comes to you and they says, they says, wow, they say, I want an indecent car, but I right, no, but you know, I want to do X Y Z, like I want to yep. do something outside of the envelope of what you would, I don't. I don't even know if you can call what you do like regularly offer, offer. but yeah. But I mean, even then it's a, that car is so over the top. Like it's got so much going on. It's so like, you can't really call that like a standard option. Right. But is that something that you guys will accommodate? Is that something you guys are open to collaborate, collaborating with people who are trying to purchase your vehicles? Or are you really trying to stick to this is kind of how we want to do things. And this is what your options are. Yeah, we, um, you know, we, we, we want to stick down 
a path. That path is our path for right or for wrong. Um, but that doesn't mean someone uh, isn't able to kind of put their own touch and flair. And again, right, I mean, like, I would say half of our customers uh, have that type of sentiment where they want to kind of customize their own car. We have the other half that wants us to kind of fully take this car and they trust exactly what we're doing. Uh, for the first half of people that want to customize our car, that's where we say, look, purchase a bare bone and decent build, right? The body, the color will take care of the wheels, tires, the center exhaust suspension, and you've got a numbered and decent vehicle. From there, you can take that and then add and customize and change whatever you like, right? Um, we hope people don't do that because I think over time, if these cars do what we plan and expect them to do, which is, you know, honestly increase in value um, and, and kind of be something special, people aren't going to want to do that, right? But um, I, I would say there is a level of degree of customization. Um, I, you know, something that's kind of a, you know, I'll talk about, we haven't decided fully, um, but this 991 behind us might have uh, the serial number 007 or 007. Now, to some, that might sound exciting. To others, that might sound like the corniest thing on the planet. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that's cool as shit. But, but, yeah, to me, I think it's cool, personally. Yeah. Uh, I do love James Bond, and, you know, I, I want to – I'm thinking through if the funds allow. That's a big if, and that's if my wife doesn't kill me here. But, um, that, you know, I would love to explore with the idea of what if James Bond drove a Porsche instead of an Aston Martin? What would that, what would that Porsche be like? Well, it sounds no. like the Indecent 911 is going to swoop into the movie scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, look, I think that'd be fun, right? I mean, I've had friends kind of joke, like, everybody's going to want 069, right? So, you know, again, so I, good. you know, we play with these numbers is a fun thing for us. And again, you know, if there's anything that we want people to take away from what we're doing is while we're very hardcore what we do and we love what we do, we're also just having a bunch of fun. I think that that's um, sorely needed in the Porsche space in general. I don't yeah. think there's yeah. enough fun. It's all very yeah, uh, absolutely. It's all very smoking jacket and stovepipe hat a lot of the time. You know what I'm saying? Hundred um, percent. Yeah. So no, I think <laughs> that, that, I, I, you know, I mean, I'll tell you, Timo was so cool because like not only did guys love the car, obviously women love the car, not only because of color, but I mean, the reality is that you know every modified Porsche, especially like water cooled 911 they all kind of go down the, the same path, you know? Yep. They all kind of more or less look you the put same. The and... Big expensive exhaust and you put, you know, yep. if you don't have center locks, you do a center lock conversion because everybody wants fucking center locks because they don't yep. realize how much of a fucking pain in the ass they are to deal with every day. <laughs> and, Especially on the side of the road. Yeah, man. Yeah. And yeah, but to your, yeah, they're very samey. They're homogenous, right? And, and that's, I think that's the number one thing that we have to kill in the auto industry. And I think that, yeah, the, of course you need the bolt on parts for the, the regular enthusiast guy who's just enjoying their car, but you don't have to build your car one way and don't let anybody right. fucking tell you that you do. Right. Oh, you own this. You need to do this. You need, no, like if that's your thing, go for it, man. But like, I have a huge soft spot for nine elevens on Japanese wheels. I've yeah. had it forever. I saw it was, a. Uh, I don't even. Timmy was a nine nine six, on the Desmond Riga Masters, the white one. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, it had a cut rear bumper, and it was just a narrow body on Desmond Riga Masters, and I was like, that looks 
so fucking good, right? All day long. All day but long. Any Porsche, but a Porsche guy will tell you, like, you can't put those fucking wheels on, on my car. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Actually, the, the 991 with the white, the white 991 rendering with the blue decal that actually has, oh, I think, Rotiform ROCs, maybe. I, I forget. Uh, they have so many different wheels in their catalog, but it's kind of like a Regamaster ish you know, yeah, wheel. Yeah, and, it just doesn't, it just doesn't taper the spoke down. Yeah, it does. It does yep. look like a Regamaster. Yeah. But I, it's like, if, yeah. if, Everybody only ever did what you were supposed to do with a car. You'd never get to see that, right? And yep. you never get to see. And we wouldn't know how that T37s look good on literally fucking everything. Doesn't everything. matter. Yes. Right? Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I drove that car T37s, I mean, people just freaked out seeing that car, you know? And it, it was, and it was like the smile that people saw, like, like I saw in people's face was a smile of like, it's so awesome to see something like this. Yeah. You know, like it, and I love the car. Again, I'm I'm sad to that you know I, the car doesn't look like that. But of course, I love the way this car looks. And again, the the wheel design, the tire fitment, the interior, the color, like all that came together in my head. And I'm so I'm really really lucky that it came together and something that actually came out nice because that was a big that was a bit of a gamble. I mean, did you guys see um, the harness bar that we had inside of it? Yes. It's it's almost like this crazy spider web looking yep. harness bar. The yellow, the yellow bar. Yes. Yeah, like I received that basically five days before SEMA. So that was like wow. a decision to put that in there. Um, and then not to mention get a color, you know, matched and all that stuff. It was crazy. Well, that was, yeah, that was kind of like, when you look at the car, if you pick it apart, it's like, oh, it's got like a, like a, almost like a bead blasted finish on the wheels. Okay, well, it's Ruby Star Metallic. Oh, okay. Oh, it's got yellow accents on the inside. What? It doesn't, like, in your head, it doesn't sound like it would look good as a total package, and you see it, and you're like, yeah. and it really shows you a that lot. if you can execute well, you can be yeah. super creative and really push the boundaries, and the car will look fucking phenomenal when you think about it. I will say, I will say, say created to an extent because I, I do have to pay respects to Porsche because if, if you do look at their 992s um, that's actually the color scheme they use there's a reason why we went with uh, what I think Rotoform calls it like a silver matte which which is basically like an OEM silver color right yeah, yeah. I mean we went pretty understanding the, the wheel color because we actually just copied and mimic like Porsche's paint to sample color scheme um, oh, and uh yeah, I mean, they, they, they use yellow calipers, they use silver wheels. Um, they also, even as far as using like a matte black accent around the car, like for, for instance, the lip on the vehicle or the yeah. vehicle lip itself, um, the grill uh, or the, the grill on the back of the deck lid, like that is basically copying Porsche. Yep. 100%. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, yeah most people don't. Again, they, they it's, it's real funny, but uh, I mean, you know, we... Uh, we're just copying color schemes and designs and everything. And uh, what we actually have, so, you know, it was kind of neat because that photo we posted at the body kit was like January. Uh, that kit wasn't actually completed until I think it was like late March or February. Old Trace was like two months after that. That's where we debuted 001, the yellow car. Um, and we debuted that at the Rotoform booth. Have, have you, any of you guys been to Old Trace before? No, sir. No. No. Okay, well, I, I flew into Poland, and obviously, uh, you know, the Hoonigan guys are, you know, really kind of putting effort into making Ultra big here in the U.S., but uh, 
that's a crazy show. I mean, that event had 1,000 modified cars in it. Like literally 8,000 modified cars. Um, And so it was amazing. Yeah, so we went from basically 001 showing what we could build and what could be produced into like a short four months later into SEMA and then obviously a car that's pretty decked out. And uh, yeah, it's been been kind of a wild ride. No, I think, I mean, I think it's awesome. I think that um, talking to you and and just seeing the way that you guys really are approaching this, you definitely have... um, there's a little bit of fuck it in the way you guys do things. You know what I mean? You're like, Hey, well, this is what oh. we want to do. I don't really give a shit. And I'm, um, yeah, it's pretty rock and roll, man. And I'm into it. I like that. I think that the yeah. car looks amazing. I think that, um, taking, making a kit for this, this car specifically, um, was a cool choice. And to take it and take it as far as you guys have done. I'm really interested and really excited to see what you guys do more of. And I think that, um, you just this shit just needs to trickle down into a lot more chassis. I have to throw yeah, in yeah. a vote for the trophy concept. I'm I'm just gonna say that now because yeah. oh my god, I would yeah. drive the shit out of that thing. Yeah, dude, I'm a huge yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know we we've we've been exploring with this idea that there's two ideas really happening, right? There's there's the Baja trophy idea. Um, you know, I, I, I think there's some refinement, obviously maybe there's a ton of engineering work whenever it comes to raising a lower vehicle, that's just a whole nother animal, um, you know, compared to lowering that car. Um, and then the other concept is, you know, we obviously have a lot of people comparing us to RWB, which, um, you know, for people I love it or hate it, I am a huge RWB fan. Like I'm a big, you, you will catch me wearing an RWB hat like every day of the week, basically. (laughs) Hey, and uh hold, hold and, and so anyways you know a lot of people have oh, have you know talked about how our cars versus rwb and stuff so we've also talked about building a full-on race car version uh of an indecent car and i do think and again i don't know if we have the funds for but i'd love to put us on every track and basically beat every single rwb that's out there which would be hilarious but uh that's, that's something <laughs> else we've been talking about i think that yeah i think that um that's a good like uh that's a good like pinnacle project, right? Like when you guys get to the point where you can like money's no object, full custom suspension, you know what I mean? You're now we're running right. lower offset wheels really pushing that track without taking advantage of that body kit using all yeah, I think that that would be give it a little time, man. You guys are obviously making big waves already. You guys are doing big things already. It won't be too long before you get to a point where you can do something like that. And I think that'll be great. Yeah, you're really cool to see. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I mean, look, what we've been on this journey. We're trying to get to 20,000 followers on Instagram. I, I think we've got a, probably a chance to hit that before the end of the year, which is a big goal for us. Um, you know, beyond that, uh, so, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, um, we're actually taking the wrap off of Zero Zero Two. Uh, we're sponsored by Nozitech. The guys are fantastic out there. They're, obviously, the car looked amazing. It reflects light like no other wrap that's out there, but... Um, because it was so scratched up, um, even though a Nozitech is one of the only wraps that you can actually, you can, you can buff the wrap. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, I didn't know that before, but uh, you can actually buff a Nozitech. Now, unfortunately, this, the scratches are so deep, it actually gouged the wrap. So uh, we're, we're pulling the wrap off, and we're actually going to be painting it. It's going to be the same color, though. We are going to paint it Ruby Star. 
Um, but I'm in the process right now, basically just dialing and tweaking and tuning. This is going to be a demo car for the company. But when that's done, uh, we're going to be shooting a very in-depth vehicle to kind of walk through a lot of the details I've talked about. I mean, it's one of the best parts about this car is it's like, it's a story that keeps on giving. Like, and I think that's what everybody at SEMA just really loved about the car. Because I think for a lot of cars at SEMA, we've gone away from the ability to storytell using a vehicle. And yeah. this car, as you're walking through and you're looking and you're getting closer and closer, is even more detailed to look at. And then, of course, I mean, the biggest, most exciting thing for me is whenever I got to the back of the car, expecting just to see a regular rear end of a 997 and literally hit with the fact that there is a crazy 62-inch LED bar on the back of yeah. this tail, like on the back of this car. And that awesome. is a custom prototype by us and actually in partnership with 911 Headlights. Do you, have you guys heard of 911 Headlights? No. no, I yeah. am not. I'm not. I would uh, be shocked if these guys haven't though. <laughs> yeah. But so, so, so Lee, uh, which is the owner of 911 headlights, special guy, very good friend of ours. Um, he has, he's the one that produced the headlights for the Huna Pegasus. Okay. Oh, uh, no he's shit. also okay. the guy that has produced, have you seen the Huna Pegasus with the frosted like X's? Yes. Um, yeah. There's two sets of headlights on that car. One from someone that is a big sponsor um, that has, forced them to use that other headlight but if you look at when that car was originally released like with ken block and everything it actually showed a headlight with like a frosted x in it that's actually from 911 headlights long story short we literally custom built this taillight and i have newfound respect for how challenging and expensive prototyping can be because it took the cnc machine 10 straight days to cut that lens out yeah that lens to LA, to Lee, three days before the show. They crossed customs from Japan three days before the show. We fit that taillight on for the very first time after we rolled the car into Treadpath. Jesus. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. So that was literally a, a this is going to be a fail or succeed. It was a fail hard or succeed hard because if that taillight didn't get in, there was going to be a big gaping hole in the back of that car, and there was no way Toyota was going to let me keep that car in there. So listen, they let busy moto keep those shitty door handles in that non-functional air bed. I'm pretty sure you would have been all right. Doug. <laughs> uh, you, you, you know, you do I, I laugh at that. I respect busy a lot. He's also uh, a good, you know, it, it's, it's, it's sad, but busy literally on that car um, that he had at truck pass. Uh, it, like they got it out of paint like 48 hours before that. So I, it was I, like I, a real SEMA car. Yeah, I, I've heard this. I mean, he pu- he pushed. He had multiple vehicles there, right? Like, he had, like, four or five cars yeah. at SEMA, and that's a huge undertaking. That's yeah. so yeah. much. Like, Yeah, and, and there was, there were so many things that he told me have happened where, you know, I mean, for instance, um, actually that, the the, the busy, uh, like, 935 or whatever the car style is, uh, right across from where we were at, um, that actually had a custom taillight structure where basically the whole blade illuminated red. Like it was a crazy structure. Unfortunately, they were resting the night before and one of the guys basically drilled through one of the LEDs and it stopped the whole thing from working. Yeah. So it was just really sad because honestly that car was supposed to show and they brought out paint. They had messed up some of the body work and assemblies, all this crazy stuff. That's laid plans, man, for sure. You know, it's always, yeah, I think that that's, that's shooting the moon, but I think 
Um, it's you made a point about like storytelling at SEMA, and I think that this SEMA specifically, um, there was a lot of that going on. Like you had um, Rob Dom's RX Seven, which the internet has been following yes. forever, right? You had um, Mike from Stanceworks, his ridiculous three eighty eight that everybody you know has been following that car. And you you've, I think that that part is really cool because those are two guys specifically that like I'm building a car that is a car. It's going to fucking function. It's not a show car, right? Like I'm taking it to a car show, but this is a car that's going to run and I want it to be fast and I want it to hit lap times or I want it to, you know, I want to make, I want to do ridiculous four rotor all wheel drive launches in it and all types of shit. You know what I mean? Um, That car sounds ridiculous. That car is so fucking wet, dude. I can't even. Rob Dom's a thug. If you don't know the story behind that four rotor <laughs> RX seven and how we figured out how to design a chassis off of counting pixels off a of unicorn fucking CAD drawings, please go educate yourself. Cause it's an amazing experiment and a testament to what a human being can do if they wholeheartedly and probably against their own best, like best self-interest devote themselves to a task. I'm going to build yep. an RX seven unicorn period. I don't fucking give a fuck. Like I'm gonna make and this happen, did. and he did. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's so sad too that I didn't even get to see it in person because it's one of the cars I really wanted to see. I mean, there is, uh, I mean, SEMA is crazy. I mean, everybody yeah. says that, but uh, I mean, I, 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 yeah, there were so many cars I didn't even get to see in person. I mean, you had a car there and you were getting wasted. You know what I mean? You were doing what you're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. We're we're trying to go next year. We're trying to go next year. We're going to go next year. We've gotten self in a position where we could qualify for press credentials and we fucking plan on doing so. so. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and on top of that, too, it was honestly, it was I was getting pulled in so many different directions being around, uh, you know, our car and people had so many questions. And, you know, the thing is, you know, we, we were trying to do something that was unique because of the fact that, you know, every car in Treadpass is a custom one-off vehicle. Um, what we're doing is not, it's actually quite the opposite. Right. And so right. it was, could you build a car that is considered a production car, but have the quality and the level and the uniqueness to be in what at least I would consider probably one of the most prestigious, exhibition halls, you know, Toyota Tread Pass, especially inside. Um, on top of that, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, Toyota Tires almost never approves a car that's wrapped, unless mm-hmm. it's wrapped with a special livery. I did not know that. Wow. And, no. Yeah, so yes. it is very rare for this to happen. And this happened because I flew to LA, I sat down with Toyota Tires and convinced them they need to put this car in there. And, and that's exactly what they did. And it was also another funny story because I was, I was choosing between Hoonigan and, uh, and Toyota Tires. And again, I never thought I'd ever have that luxury to do that. But I, I'm really glad that I went with Tread Pass because, you know, Hoonigan's setup was really cool. But it was like up on a, a kind of like lifted stage a little and you couldn't really get that close to the car and yeah. in this case everybody could pop their head in they could see you know inside and out of the car and so yeah it worked out well, well. I, I mean plus i think this year specifically there was so much fucking heat in treads pass this year dude you had you yeah. had the you had the brz you had kaisel salim's zonda swapped rx7 and you just oh you know there God. was there was dude. so much shit there 
that if you're trying to not break into the U.S. market, but to some degree show off what you guys are capable of doing, it was a really good year to be there because there was a lot of cars that ran. There was a lot of cars that were really pushing the envelope and not like, you know, Tread Pass has had some bolt-on boy shit in there over the years here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had some real phone-it-in, Bluetooth drive shaft shit in the booth. But this year specifically, it was a lot of builders. It was a lot of like real legitimate builders that had use cases for their vehicles and wanted running functional cars. And I think it was a great year for you guys to be able to be there. That was probably a wise choice, yeah. you know? Yeah, you know, I, I think also during the pandemic, Tread Pass, you know, I mean, SEMA, uh, you know, as, a, as an entire event, is it kind of got silent a little bit. And yeah. so, uh, I mean, again, Toyo Tires did a lot. And, man, they picked some amazing cars inside and outside the tent. I mean, you know, there was obviously that crazy Model S out there. The Bronco they had looked just Dude, crazy. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. That, I mean, is an amazing, amazing-looking Bronco. I mean, just the, the quality and the build design everything. Um, obviously they had that Evo, which is nuts. Um, so yeah, no, it, it was, I, I think we we're very lucky to, to, to not only make that decision. Cause again, it was a decision that was kind of by accident. Um, but also on top of that, to be placed where we are and for people to see a million dollar active garage skyline to see that the Stafford R7 with an M130 motor. And then oh. still come by oh. our car and say, we love this car. You know, like that. Yeah. Again, there's, there's, yeah. there's no way I could have asked for any more I than forgot, that. I forgot all about the million-dollar GTR. There was a million-dollar yep. GTR in SEMA this year. Like, that's where we've gotten to. You know? And yep. Yeah. And for yeah, I think for you guys to make an impact. And a big one. Staring at yeah. the car right now, and it's yeah, it's just a ridiculous thing to look at. And speaking of the car, <laughs> like which we haven't right touched way. on at all whatsoever, is the GT2 style wing on that car. That's from a yeah. 993 GT2, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's um it's from a 993 GT2, and uh, you know we we call it the championship style wing. It's actually kind of more or less the same name that RWB uses. Um, yeah. but you know, what's interesting about this, l let me tell you guys for a second, how this all started. So, uh, my wife and I, again, we're big RWB fans. We were actually, uh, in conversation with RWB USA and we were going to put down a deposit for two nine, nine, seven that's built. Um, and, uh, a lot more money than we really have, but we were just hardcore fans. And, um, <laughs> you know, we, uh, and this is before the photos released. Yeah, and this is before the photos had released of, of the 997. And, uh, you know, we um, we were in this conversation and basically RW more or less said, you're going to have to give us $30,000 per car. We're going to hold the $30,000. And if you want Nakai San to install it, we're going to have to wait. That could be three years. That could be five years. Oh. And, you know, I mean, for me personally, it's, that just didn't really sit well. Like, I get that everybody wants no. them to touch the car and everything, but... That was just Back a little too much no money ETA. for us to do that. Yeah, when exactly. You, and when so, you drill it down to you're gonna wait, you're gonna give me sixty grand and wait five years for a Japanese dude to smoke cigarettes <laughs> in your garage <laughs> yeah. and hit your exactly. car with a sawzall. It, you know what I'm saying? Hell no! <laughs> hell no! Yeah, uh, exactly. And so you know, I, I had decided, you know, maybe I'll pump the brakes on that. And that's whenever I ran across, um, you know, Sebastian's design and it was actually like a, a, a older style 3d rendering and we just started talking 
and uh, literally messaged him. I was like, hey, man, I, I want to learn more about what you're doing. We started talking, asking about, like, how much does this kit cost? And then, you know, out of nowhere, out of the blue, I was just like, one morning, I was like, I should ask him if he has a distributor for what he's doing. And that's how this conversation started. Honestly, ever since then, we've become, like, really, really good close friends. Um, my first time actually meeting him was whenever we debuted the first yellow car um, in, in Poland. Again, that car doesn't really have much from an engineering standpoint, so it was more of the body kit installed, the wrap on it, wheels, tires, and then we presented that car. But, um, you know, I, I flew into Poland to, to, you know, work on the debut with them, but at the same time, just get to know each other, and uh, I completely blacked out the first night that I flew into Poland because he took me out, and if you guys have been to Europe, uh, Seems they like drink. They will, yeah. the they, they, will they will drink us under the table. They will drink us under the table. In true and decent style, what Sebastian and I do is we definitely drink a lot. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and we do, and we do. Yeah, and so, do. Um, yeah, no, it, it, was, it was a great time and, uh, you know, got to learn a lot from, from being there. And also on top of that, you know, like the Europeans, they modify cars different, differently yes. than the way we do in the U.S. You know, they are far more daring. Like, I feel like the whole sentiment in the U.S. is I need to see 10 cars. I have that before I spend my money on that, those wheels or, you know, this body kit or this and that. In Europe, they don't care about any of those things. Like, they are the ones to push the envelope on how to modify cars. And honestly, I really appreciate that. Hmm. That's I, cool. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I'm very much, as a consumer, gun-shy. Like, I want to make sure that my shit's not <laughs> going to fall apart if I'm throwing money at it, you know? So, yeah, I can, I can totally... Um, I can totally see that. Also, I love that this whole company started because you slid in a Polish dude's DMs. Like, let's really yeah, <laughs> literally. So legit, you know, like the people that know Sebastian and I, the relationship we have, they ask us every time, "How did we even become friends?" Like, they were expecting that we've known each other for a very long time. Like, yeah. none of that's true. Literally, we just became friends, and it was like two car guys that love cars have a lot of similarities and also some differences in the way we see things. Um, but, you know, just came together and honestly, just right timing, right? Again, as I said, I've worked professionally in other industries. He has his own business and it's just gone to the point where, you know, we're not filthy rich, but we made just enough to try to create something that we think is going to live beyond us or we'd love it to live beyond us and, uh, right. and do it the way we think it should be done. Right. And so, yeah, it's been a fun journey, you know, and uh, I, I, again, I, I'm so excited to see how in such a short amount of time we've been able to do so much um, and excited to kind of, you know, what, what's coming up next. Cause there's a lot, again, the convertibles coming out and I'm telling you guys, we are going to re revive the way non people look at 911 convertibles because so, uh, 911 convertibles, yeah. they are actually cool cars. Uh, I mean, not only 997s, but also to a degree 991s, like if you look at those cars and we got to remember, you know, those cars, they were being designed right in about the time when the housing crisis occurred and the world was kind of a evolving place. And that's why people say 911s are like dentist sports cars, because you get a base 911, it looks like an ugly car. It doesn't even look like a sports car. Right. And so, you know, it's our job to change the way that looks. And um, ultimately we want to bring, you know, people from other makes and manufacturers, like other car enthusiasts, JDM car enthusiasts, uh, you know, American car enthusiasts, right. To, to something different. And to, to make a 911, I don't know, a little bit more enjoyable. Because when I first thought about getting into it, I don't know, I, everybody I looked at that had a 911 was, you know, I don't know, highbrow, 
kind of old school a little bit. Either grew up from money, right? And, right. and, and, and that's not you me. You can say white folks. The, like, you know what, what I mean? Club. The bottom half of the screen is people of color. You can say white folks. We're not going to say it. Okay, so I have a question. So after SEMA, you talked about pre-orders. How many orders or how many pre-orders or how many people reached out to you after 002 debuted to be like, holy shit. Cause like, I'm not gonna lie. Like after SEMA or the week of SEMA, like I saw that, that pink car nonstop in my Instagram feed, like nonstop. Like you guys have to like, just like the email has to be broken at this point. Like the, the amount of people that have reached out to you has probably been nuts. Yeah. We, we've had so many people reach out. I mean, not, not only individual people, but other companies as well that, uh, you know, want to work with us. And I, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of tease, uh, we are working on a deal to actually, uh, release like a die cast model of the car. Yes. So there's yes. some fun things that we're, Ooh. you know, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to be doing and, uh, you know, Thank other collaborations that we're working on, <laughs> but, um, you know, yes, we had a lot of people reach out. I will say, um, one of the biggest challenges we've had in our business is identity of who we are and what we do. Um, you know, for people that have car collections, the Gunther Works model, the Singer model is no surprise to them. Right. For everybody else in the world, that is a surprising new model. Like that's a new type of business model in this world. And right. so it's been a lot of educating. We don't sell a body kit. Instead, we actually build custom cars, right? And if you want an indecent vehicle, you have to order an indecent vehicle. And again, for right or for wrong, for good and for bad, um, it's uh, the, the business model that we've decided to, to embark under. And again, you know, with knowing how to install these kits, it's not like any shop can't do it, but you really got to know what you're doing. Because, yeah. I mean, literally the quarter panel goes all the way up the C-pillar. Um, the front fender on these cars is actually an entire fender that we skin on top of the OEM fender. So if you think about that, it creates about a three or four millimeter wide gap. Or, yep. or like, it, it, you think about it, the fender on top of a fender, right? In order yeah. to, to basically make that look correct, and that's a part of why I think everybody's so surprised when they sell this car, you have to shift the hood. You've got to re, uh, you know, realign the door. You've got to do a lot of work to make all those things actually fit and look correct. And so, um, yeah, you know, and here we are. So, and I know that you're probably approaching your critical massive. I've been sick for the last three weeks and want to go to bed. But I do have a, a one question is when you look at guys and, and I asked the question off camera about, you know, would you akin this to like a coach builder or something to that effect? Um, the next notable name and other than, you know, singer and all that in coach building is like a Rod Emery. And obviously he does outlaw three fifty sixes yep. and all that kind of stuff. So, when I order a, an indecent car, do I need to have a vehicle? Will you source a vehicle yeah. and then I pay you for it? You know what I'm saying? Like, how does that whole situation work if one were to try yeah, to purchase a vehicle from you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Let me, let me take you down just maybe at least a high-level process. So right. um, today, ideally, you do have a vehicle. Okay. And there are you know many customers and folks that we're talking to. Oh, to answer your question, by the way. So, yes, we've had a bunch of people reach out. Um, but the body kit is usually the first question. Then they start to learn about the process and then we take them through the indecent building process. And what that process is, yes, ideally you have a car. We are working on our dealer license here in the U S we have a dealer license in Europe. 
um, actually Sebastian's other businesses importing cars into Poland, right? So oh. sourcing a car ultimately is no problem. We can do that. Um, but having the car is the start. After that, what we do is we, we start a conversation around color, stance design, body design, wheel combo, and we actually create a 2D rendering of the vehicle. And we do all of our renderings in-house. So all the 3D renderings you guys see in our, our uh, Instagram, that is all literally done in-house and something we're super proud of. But we do a 2D rendering. Once you're happy with the 2D rendering, you put a $1,000 deposit down, which is refundable, and then we create a 3D rendering of the car, which is, again, you've seen the white 991. There's a purple 991 that we also uh, oh. have up there. Yeah, so once we get done with the 3D rendering, we then go through the process of actually specking out the build. And so we have a, a suite that lists the price and the cost of all the different options. You want indecent brakes, uh, which are, you know, modified OEM brakes with indecent logo on it. You want a, a decked out interior. We have multiple different levels of exhaust. You want a supercharger on it. You basically pick and choose that. Send us your car. If it's uh, here in, the, in North America, you send it to Houston, Texas. Uh, which is where we build the cars here. And then in Poland, uh, in which is actually where we also build the car. And then we're working in a third facility for the UK. But um, yeah, we go through that process and it takes basically between six to nine months to build these cars, depending on the options that are selected. The fact that's that it's done in under a fucking year is yeah, yeah that's, that's, wild. that's not bad, dude. Like, that's that's not bad at all. Bro. Yeah. Ooh. Like, I mean, I understand you're, 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 you're Especially when you consider the final product, the amount of money that you're playing with, which let's be very, very clear, is still a lot of money. But it's not as yep. much money as you could spend for a custom 911, because you could spend 10 times that much very easily if you really wanted to, uh, to get a car of that, to that degree, and, and uh, something as unique as that, which I think is great. Um, and I mean, like, a cool thing about these cars is... The fact that they're nine and sevens and you're spending this on the car is like the Singer cars and the Gunther Works cars. Like a lot of those cars are the classic cars. And yeah, they're 100. I mean, they go through yeah. the motors and everything, yeah. but like they don't drive the same as a 997 will drive being a 20 year newer car. Well, that and a 997 is a lot easier to obtain for the absolutely average enthusiast sure. there's more of them yeah. they're considerably less expensive parts are still readily available i could go on and on and on as to why there's advantages of picking that chassis and i think you're really smart to pick that chassis to build on especially if you were trying to do something below a 200 grand like cap right like nah. you yep. gotta be smart yeah. in and where you go and there's the world is not wanting for 997s. There's plenty of them out there. And even with the way the used car market crashed and bubbled, yes, they went up like everything else, but I mean, they're still relatively obtainable. You know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're not in that position of. Well, you know, that that's the interesting thing. If you think about it, like, like the, the world of, of, of air cooled 911s is very saturated, like the modification world. And they're still three, $400,000 cars. Like this is crazy. to think. And I mean, while there's still a lot of 964s out there, and 964 is the ideal platform to modify, um, there are less and less every single day. And so, you know, there's a lot that we have to tackle in our business. Building cool cars is one of those things, but also, like, paving the way for how water-cooled 911s are modified. We're pretty much more or less one of the first few companies to kind of do this as a whole, whole vehicle, Rather than just doing, let's say, uh, an LS swap or 
you know, maybe making some suspension parts to, to lower one or, or design it for the track. And so it's an interesting place to be, to be honest. I mean, it's exciting for us because it's a lot of uncharted territory, but uh, I mean, there is, there's a lot that this platform can offer. Like there is a ton. And, and honestly, to me, as maybe corny as it sounds, I think we're scratching just the surface of this. I think there's a lot, lot more to it. And, you know, um, I, I hope these cars, you know, it's funny, right? Like, it'd be cool to see these cars go way up in value. I don't think these cars would probably ever be uh, valued the same as like a air-cooled 911. But honestly, I hope they're not because I hope, you know, we can find these cars for $30,000, $40,000 all day long. Yeah, they might have high mileage, but, I mean, that car has 110,000 miles original on it, on the original yeah. motor. And it drives amazing. Like, it drives fantastic, right? And it's because why these cars, you know, even if they're high mileage, they're well taken care of, right? They're yeah. rarely ever just cracked. And they're very and so, well engineered as well to yeah, start with. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it has its problems, you know, has known problems here and there, but yeah, those are easy IMS things to fix. And when you fix them, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I am this bearing. I mean, bore score, I, again, the bore score conversation and – you guys don't even want to get me started, but basically, <laughs> you know, that, that is such a low percentage of cars. And the people that talk about that talk as if they've driven a car that has 14 inch wide wheels on it. No, most people haven't driven a car with 14 inch wide wheels. And most people also don't realize that bore score is in a, such a small percentage of vehicles that yeah. while it is a thing, you shouldn't be basing your purchase off of that it's one the reddit staff, effect. it's the know? reddit effect right it's one fucking asshole has a bad experience exactly. that a bunch of people be, yep. who can't afford to drive the car in the first place piggyback on that and just regurgitate it ad nauseum so now it's just like that's why i didn't get it <laughs> exactly exactly so i bought my second honda civic instead of that 997 because i heard they had more scoring <laughs> issues you know what i'm saying like, that's exactly why i didn't get that 997 last week <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I really do hope, you know, not only more people, but honestly, more young people get into these cars because, again, I mean, you know, it's uh, like whenever I had the red one, um, I actually bought that car for $28,000 with T37s on it. Um, and like I would tell people because they would see the car and it has like a GT3 style body on it. Um, and they see the car and they think it's you know, a hundred thousand dollar car. I'm like, no, that thing costs less than your brand new civic. You just bought it. You know, everybody laughed at that, but it was totally true, you know? And, um, while obviously what we're doing is not cheap, um, you know, you, know, you definitely, you know, have to have some success in your career or maybe save up some money. Um, it's not unattainable. You know what I mean? I mean, to, to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> half an organ, you know, um, you know, I mean, you buy one of these for, I don't know. I just had a friend buy another 997 recently for, I think it was 38,000. Um, of course, again, you know, we can put the indecent treatment on it, um, you know, starting roughly about 50,000, but at $50,000, it's a number of vehicle that is a drive away vehicle, you know, completed, uh, yeah. with paint as well, you know? And so, yeah, I think, I, mean, it's, I, think I, I think it's reasonable. Yeah. I think even at what you were saying, you know, zero, zero two cost that hundred, hundred and twenty five thousand yeah. dollars. That's a ton of fucking car for 125 grand. Yep. You will be hard pressed to purchase something that's more unique than that vehicle for $125,000, right? I mean, you can't shit, you can't buy a fucking bone stock R34 for $125,000 anymore. 
Nope. Yeah, I know. So, that that should have sailed a long time ago. I still listen, kick myself every day for not getting one. Listen, yeah, anybody who had the brains five years ago to buy an R34 and put it in storage in Japan until they could import, import it into the U.S. is going to stand to make heavy six figures in a couple of years when you can finally get those things over here legally. So Yes. Yeah, yep. Everybody missed for it sure. that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly... Again, I don't want you've already you've already hung out a lot longer than you said you would. I know you're feeling bad, so I don't want to keep you for too too long. But we do appreciate you coming on. This is it's really fucking cool what you guys are doing. If I'm ever in Houston, I'm gonna hit you up. I want to kind of see what's uh, what's going on. I'm only a few hours away, but I'd love to. Yeah, take a yeah, no, please there. do. I mean, for any of you guys, and honestly, anyone listening in, um, you know, this is uh, this car, especially whenever it's completed, uh, we're gonna do a Houston debut at the the. Uh, coffee and cars here at houston and um it's a demo car right so we want people to sit inside the car we want them to enjoy it. we want them to drive it um, love it i love and, it you know awesome. it, look if there's anything we can do and we'll be releasing more things but you know i'm hopeful that uh you know you've got kids that have that car as a poster on their wall and uh you know just dream of having something like that one day i mean yeah, look it's, this this is all about the the experiment of modifying cars right and right. like again I, I appreciate stock cars for what they are um i think it's super cool someone can go into a dealership and and buy you know a gt2 rs those are awesome but you know there's still this culture of people that truly love something unique um i, I don't want to call it bespoke i mean even though some of the things we do is kind of bespoke but it's really just different you know um I mean, we got to keep that alive, you know, and, and definitely what we're Sebastian and I are trying to do is definitely to keep that alive. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah. you're absolutely right. I think that um, we're, we're, we're hitting a point of let's call it spade a spade in, in internal combustions. Days are numbered, whether we like it or not. And so I think as enthusiasts, if we, if we really love these, giant hunks of shit as much as we say that we do it's it's up to us to honor them by pushing them as far as we can with the resources we have left right and so that means we're gonna have to dig into different chassis than what would have been the mainstream and or the you know the tip of the iceberg when it comes to performance and really push those vehicles to be the most they can be or push them in interesting and, and new directions and really try to continue to evolve with what we have because what we have is going to be less and less and less every year from now until, you know, we're not driving anymore. You know, Audi's already out of the game. BMW is getting out of the game. Mercedes is getting out of the game. Look, you know, Lamborghini's making hybrids for five years ago. Yeah. Dude, Lamborghini stood on the floor of the LA auto show with a hybrid prototype. Yeah. Concept car. They're like, Oh, it's just a concept car. We're never making a hybrid. And now they're making, they have no choice they have no choice so you know i don't necessarily i've said it a billion times i don't have a problem inherently with electric cars but you also have to see the writing on the wall and i think yeah i think that this is going to be more and more and more important as time goes on doing new and interesting things and doing cool shit with cars and taking what we have left and making the most out of it and i think it's cool that you guys are doing it and i think that you're doing it with a chassis that's still sort of obtainable you know what i mean like it and it and probably will continue to yep. be because you know it's nobody's writing fucking love letters to 997s other than the guys who can like oh it's the 911 i can afford right so now that you can take that and 
make it something really cool and really something interesting. Um, I think it's a smart way to start a company, honestly. Yeah, I, I think also the 991, I think we'll be surprised to see how low that drops in price. Um, I agree. You know, for, for again, for good or for bad. Um, but, uh, I mean, I you know, there is something different about the 991. I mean, this is, you can definitely see a lot more Volkswagen influences in the 991. Um, yeah. Obviously, people talked about, you know, there's a reason why a lot of us on here love JDM cars, because they have this rawness to the way they drive and they feel. The 997 has that. Um, the 991 loses a lot of that. But, yep. you know, I mean, if you still want to drive a 99, you know, 9, 911 that still has a 911 DNA, but, uh, you know, something that is going to be fundamentally lower in cost. And the PDK transmissions, this one's a PDK, man, those things drive amazing. I mean, that that is oh, yeah. literally, literally the only non-hyper car automatic transmission that feels like a manual. I mean, it is true. Like, there's a reason why that thing has a, a three-letter you know, like acronym, you know, or a name to the, the transmission itself is because it, it's worthy of it. It, uh, it drives amazing. But, um, but yeah, guys, I, I really appreciate, you know, the time and I'm sorry, I can't you know, stay the whole time, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, and I appreciate you guys moving the, the time from last week. Cause I, I, I was like on my deathbed last yeah. week. So. <laughs> no, Dude, you yeah. You it's, and me it, both. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was, listen, I was, when, when Timmy sent the text and he was like, Hey, he's sick, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, man, I don't feel good either. I've been, I put in yeah. like a 90 hour week of work and I was like, if we can put this off this week, that'd be great. So don't even sweat it, man. It's all good. Everybody's like, cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. Plus it's, you know, like, nobody feels good. It's all yeah, good. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the end of the year. This is our last show of this year. Anyway, um, we have some cool stuff coming with season two quote unquote of the podcast 52 episodes in we're gonna revamp some stuff and all that so this is a really cool way for us to cap off essentially the rest of the year in terms of content um and we're really appreciative that you would come on and kind of talk to us um thank you for doing something cool honestly yes. yeah. thank you for doing yes. something fucking cool that that's worth talking about that isn't just you know to your point another fucking 9 Thanks for talking to some weird kid in the middle of a garage parking lot. Yeah, thanks for not fucking ganking. <laughs> thanks for not ganking Timmy when he ran up on you in a dark parking yeah, lot. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Just fucking. Because he's got one of those faces you want to shank, you know? He just, he just he runs up and he's like, I don't know. I, just, I don't know what it is about this guy's face, but I just want, he wants me to, you know, I feel like I need to start a prison riot every time I see this guy. I'm going to jig um, that kid as soon as I see him. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. Hey, like things are meant to be, and I'm I'm, I'm glad that we ran to each other. And that, that yes, that was funny because I, I legit thought I was like I think he might steal something on my car. But uh, and again, the door locked didn't work at the time, so he totally could have. Right, so Instead, he you stole know, our hearts. Things. Right, he stole. He our looks hearts. like he's from Liverpool. Wow, hundred percent. <laughs> hundred percent philip we do appreciate you coming on man get some rest dude get some yep. sleep it's 10 30 where you're at okay. 10th around we appreciate you again and guys keep your eyes peeled on indecent there's going to be some sick shit coming out and hopefully yes. we can have you back on with the 991k hell yeah over that one dude. can't so, wait yeah get some sleep man take care thank that you so good. much for being on all right i'll man. see you guys later have a merry christmas guys you too man you too man and just like that. Oh, he's back. He's gone. Okay. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs>
that guy has a really cool perspective on building cars. That Dude, was actually, right? Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Damn, I'm mad I missed the beginning. You, hey, yeah, go back that, and listen. It's cool, man. You had to do it. was super whatever. interesting. Back and listen. Yeah. Oddly enough, my neighbor with the 911 came over here to bother me about my trees or some shit. That's what took me so long to like hop in the shower. That's the most Long Beach shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't live in Long Beach. What, when did you move out of Long Beach? Dude, I've been living in Carson for like two years now. You're in Carson? Some friend you are, Alex. I know. What do I know about anything? He's got the bougie Gosh. finger up. He's in Carson. Everybody watch out. No, Are listen. we still alive? Yeah, of course we're still alive. Did you hear? Come on, Timmy. Jesus, I'm just making sure. Tom, Tom, we appreciate you hanging out, brother. By the way, we we appreciate you. There's still a T-shirt in the back of my wife's car for your ass that you never showed up to fucking pick up. By the way, by the way, calling you out right now, Tom. Did the shirt come in? No. Okay. So we are going zero dark thirty after this episode for the rest of the year. Hold on, our, our next ep- wow. Our next episode will be next year. However, the merch drop is coming. The design that the people in the Discord have already seen is is we've got it. It's finalized. Um we have Website's a store. Coming. The website set up. We're we're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. We're just we're we're doing final verification. We want to make sure that the product that we put online to sell is up to what we want it to be for you guys because we put a lot of work into this design. It took a lot longer than we thought it was going to, but as long as it comes out the way we want it to, that's that's all that matters. Um yep. so we'll be posting a lot of content about that. We're gonna be, you know, we'll post videos, we'll do all the other shit, whatever during that time but we're going to come back next year um with a live fucking merch store and more guests and more cool shit and um more i guess this everything. is a this is a good as time as any to officially announce on the podcast that i sold the fucking sti <laughs> so i actually <laughs> I don't you've now listened for an hour and 49 minutes, 50 fucking right, whatever. minutes. Yeah, hey, i'm hey, sure anyway, Alex doesn't have an sti anymore i sold don't, the car don't, don't forget everybody like and subscribe at the right like and subscribe at the right. Right. Well, Alex sold his sti hey. Yeah, hey, Kyle did get that in the description in early the on. chat early on, so he I'll did, give props yeah. for that. It, him and him and homeboy did. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, let's drop all these tidbits at the end of the podcast. That way, we can see next year if anybody actually fucking listened when we talk about it. The yeah, STI it is. is gone. Long live the STI. I don't yeah. miss it at all, dude. <laughs> I told you to get the Outback. Oh my like, god. Uh, so yeah, I traded it in for a dad wagon. I got an Outback Wilderness. Um, it's rad. Oh. I love it, dude. Hucking through shitty Texas roads at 60 miles an hour because you just don't give a fuck because the thing just takes it is amazing. Like, I'm just, I'm jumping potholes like every single day. It feels like love it. Hell yeah. Um, oh, love it. But what are you going to do about a race car, you say? Well, Jamal. Jamal, has one, Jamal has one too many Mustangs. Yeah. Jamal has one too many Mustangs, and I am going to take the um, one that doesn't run i'm gonna no it runs i'm gonna take the one off i don't have again. one that doesn't run get oh, fucked, Timmy. they're all v6s okay <laughs> get fucked wow that's really, no, they're not. Only one's, v, one's a v6 one's a v6 no so Jamal, only my dailies a v6 which is smart that's economical economical i'll give it to you. i'll yeah, give it to so, you yeah so the dailies are automatic v6 fuck it comfy um, and economical i love it fuck it and it was exactly. a gift so and it was a gift yeah so from his 
cousin oh, who is fuck. no longer with us. So keep talking shit, you piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm not talking shit. I'm not talking shit. I said it was a good daily driver. I yeah, literally yeah, said yeah. that. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Originally, the plan was to, I got it. I was going to hold on to it for a while. I think I even asked Alex. I was like, yo, how long, like, what's what's my statute of limitations on how long I got to keep this thing? He was like, yo, I feel bad because, like, this full pass left me a car, but, like, I don't really need another Mustang. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I kept driving it and my girlfriend even said, she was like, you're going to, you're not going to sell that thing. Like you're, you're going to keep driving it. And then one day I came home and I was like, I'm not selling that car. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, a good car's a good car. Like, like yeah. Like I don't have to have keys. It's, it's newish. Like it's Bluetooth. Yeah. It's comfortable. It's Wait, bigger than car? a lot of the 2017 or 18. Oh, okay. What? Yeah, before they before they fucked everything up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck yes. It's only got twenty two thousand miles on it now. Bro, that's what's up. I'd rock the. Fuck Wait, out so is that a, is, is that an EcoBoost? No, 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 the V six. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I didn't know it was a new gen Mustang. I thought you had old pieces of shit. So that was right before, <laughs> like the I whole car. <laughs> no, I don't own a Mustang that's... too. The that, way that Alex right. talks about it, okay? He's always I mean, like, I'll all give, that a give that to Tim. Give that to Tim. He acts like none of your shit runs. Chevy guy. No, uh, Alex yeah. is a Chevy guy who secretly likes Mustangs. Yeah, so yeah. I, I never knew that you had a, a, a new That's gen. why he's I getting rock that fucking shit for a daily Yeah, car. dude, those, uh, yeah. those are not bad cars. They're not bad cars. Like, it's not bad at all. The problem with Mustangs is they get the fucking bad rap because all these dumbasses who can actually afford them drive them and can't drive the fucking shit out of them like and they try and they fuck them up like and that's, that's the issue because most of the people like most of the ones that you see in the videos running over people are live rear axle if you don't know what you're like doing one you're thing, feather- right? yeah if you're feathering the gas in a live rear axle like you got to commit to it because once it grips up it's going to grip up so most yeah. of these guys they're feathering they're feathering and then next thing you know it grips up when it's pointing the wrong way a bunch of people and yeah here we go. Yeah. But yeah, so I had that one. I bought a, I had a, uh, what year is the other one? I had a 2000, the 2004 convertible, because I've never owned a convertible or a car with a sunroof. So when COVID hit, uh, I think I told you guys the story. It's the car I flipped the coin on for the price. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was the convertible. Um, but I've Alex... driven it enough and, you know, just, Paying it forward. I was like, dude, like my girlfriend is like, what are you what are you gonna do with all three of these cars? Like, I know you're not gonna sell your race car. What are you gonna do with the convertible and the and the new one? So I was like, you know what? Like Alex needs a like we were talking, he was saying like he's ready to get a, a car. I was like, dude, uh if you just get it shipped to yourself or come pick it up or whatever you gotta do to get it, I will give you this convertible and all the parts. Who am I to say no? So what? What? So it's a. You said it's an O three V eight. GT convertible stick shift. Oh okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. It's, it's, what, a, it's what, a perfect. It's a drift car. What it's parts do you have for the car? So all the stuff that's off of my original car, which, uh, well, not my original, my my race car, which honestly, like, as I've been thinking about it, and I was like, I told Alex I would help him make a list of just everything he needs because there's like there's a lot of people doing it but it's like there's a lot of people there's certain stuff that you don't need and there's certain stuff that you actually do need to drift a mustang so it's like 
the stuff I give him, he might as well replace anyway. So, I mean, he can take it if he wants it. It's like uh, like maximum motorsports control arms and things like that. But it's like some of that stuff. Like, I'm not using it because I've put different parts on that are right. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and like the, my my plan for this. But if car, he just wants to take them and fuck around with them or sell the parts in Texas, you know, hey, do your deal. My 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 whole plan with this car is just seat time, seat time, seat time, seat time, seat time. Like I'm gonna put. It's like you gotta do the K member, and then you gotta do like like I know the Duncan Motorsports angle kits. You don't need solid. to do the K member. You don't need to do the well. That was the thing. For, okay, so that's one less thing. Thank God I don't have to drop subframe. Thank you for that. But yeah, it's no, literally you, don't quite... have to do, you have to shave the K member. Uh, it already has subframe connectors on it, so you don't need to do that. The only thing you technically need to do because it's a convertible, and I think most tracks required it, is you need to cage it. But yeah. that's really it. Which so literally I mean, Jess, would want, murder, Jess would murder me if my I tried homie, to jump to that cage anyway. <laughs> yeah, my homie Jelante can cage it for you if you want to have that done before, like you come pick it up. Like, you know my boy, the Fab Lap. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, that actually is he would terribly kill idea. that shit. Yeah, yeah, he would kill it. Because the other, because the cage I was looking at was the Maximum Motorsports one with the SCCA bar in the back and the low pro like door bars. You know what I mean? Which I was like, I like the fact yeah. that they're a little bit lower just because it just looks. Shut the but he fuck can do all me. that for you. We've yeah. we've done a couple of cages and like some five O's and shit. And the guy said the same thing. He's like, oh, I want like look. Like we actually cut his door skins and then tuck the bars into the door skin. That's yeah. That's oh, that's shit. some shit I would want to do. Yeah. Is like you know the uh, the street. You know how Street Faction does those door panels for like S13s, S14s, where it's a completely flat like single piece of aluminum, but it still has like they'll cut a hole for like your power window switches. Yeah, 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 the speaker, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that way you can have all that clearance. Like that's what I want to do. But I just want to fucking beat the shit out of it. Like I just want to go fucking get on a track and get sideways and just get in the seat and drive it. So it's just going to be like, what do I need to go sideways? That's what's going on the car. And then over time, obviously, it'll probably spiral out of control. Especially, you know, you you crash it. People you asking me about body kits and shit. Listen, man. You know, if I'm going to drive a vert from the early 2000s, it's going to look like it's a vert from the early 2000s. And so if I have to put a saline kit on this Mustang to just go full fucking shithead. That's that exactly photo you what... sent me? Fuck. That Dude, shit the sa- slapped. The saline that shit slapped. Slam saline kit on a vert, like a new edge So vert. clean. So clean, dude. I don't give a shit. That shit looks hot as fuck. So yeah. That is the literally the only body kit I've ever considered putting on there. Because they come in like a... Even like when they there's companies that do a wide body kit for the Mustang, which yeah. I don't, I don't really understand because it's already a wide body car. Like it comes with fender flares yeah. and all. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, why would I go wider? Like, how big of a tire do I need? But their wide body is a saline wide body kit. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, if I wanted to, this will, that would be the direction I would take it. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm super stoked and I'm excited to just like have a rear wheel drive, a simpler car again like it's rear wheel drive there's no fucking traction control it's got a cable clutch you know what i'm saying like it's just a fucking car that you mm-hmm. it's all about the driver and stuff and yeah it won't uh it won't uh it won't take long for me to crash it probably but that's okay because we'll just put it back together <laughs> i'm gonna ease into I'll it i'll be man. so disappointed if you crash that car 
Can't I'm not gonna, you know that right I'm now. Not gonna I won't it. be disappointed. I already know it's gonna happen. I'm not gonna crash it. No, um, <laughs> well, we're gonna do, we are gonna do quick release buffers though. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I love it. Like, I love it. Yeah, I got it too. It's called zip ties. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, no. Every all this stuff I've seen out here with dudes drifting verts, any kind of convertible, the track is wanted at least a, a hoop they want a roll bar right just yeah oh yeah for sure fucking ass over tea kettle and i'm pretty sure my wife that's it me. yeah four point i mean unless you're tandeming and then Texas, they want door bars a... and shit if in california tandem... if you have a convertible you don't even have to be tandeming if you have a like most of unless like you go to that track frequently and they know you and they're like oh this dude isn't gonna fuck himself up like they're like uh we need a full cage they want a they want a pillar bars and like the whole fucking nine yards oh yeah yeah yep See, I want to, yeah. if I can get, if I can get a full cage to clear the, the top. You can. Cause that's yeah. like, Dude, that's I'll, look, I'll, I'll, I'll send you my buddy Jelante's number and then you tell him, or just tell me what you want. Do you want me to just tell him to build the cage? How I would build it. I want to know. I, I want to know where yeah, it looks I, like, like the, uh, you can ride it with the top up and nobody knows it's in there. Everything's super tucked away, really clean. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Let him, yeah. Yeah. Ask him what he would charge uh, me to do that. Ask him what he would charge s- me to build it. Side a note: uh, wood paneling in a fucking old school. A hundred percent. By the way, the photo you posted earlier today, that shit was fire as fuck. Who we oh, about? the uh, the, the twenty eight Studebaker. Yeah. Hell yeah, oh, bro! That looks God, dope yeah. as shit. That's- that shit's like plywood, bro. No, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> no shit. What I'm not even it? lying. It's not like it's. I not liked like, it. I thought it was. Like, I thought it was cool. Floors. It's legit. Like they cut, like they measured and cut wood, and there are wood screws holding that shit to the floor. No shit. So Jamal, yeah. Jamal missed the point of the conversation where I said if you go far enough back into cars, they're tractors. This is exactly what I. Yes. Thinking. Yeah, yes. this car has, this car has yes. granny gear on it. Like, I don't know if in the picture if you could see all the pedals that are on the floor, but there's five pedals on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, so there's clutch, gas, brake. Yeah. Story. It was a story or something. Yeah, it's on my story. So there's clutch, Not gas, today. and brake. And yeah. then there, it, I think it was from yesterday. And then yeah, the red Mike. pedal is to start the car. You have to step on the red pedal to start the car, which is, I don't understand that. And then there's another one. I don't remember what that one's for. That's before they had the clutch pedal switch. Or was that like a choke? It could have been a choke. Uh, no, no, choke. no, no, no. Choke, choke back then was still a handle. Um, I love that it has a choke. This was a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this was, it's the, what is it? Because I read it in the, the manual and I was trying to figure out how the e-brake was supposed to be hooked that up. That bitch came with the manual? Dude, not a manual, but like, hold on. It, hold my beer. It's got. He's got a binder. It's, like, it's like eight books. No shit. That are, that are all like what? this fucking thick. It's eight of these shits for this what? car. What the fuck? And of Listen, course, since yeah. it's a nineteen, since it's a nineteen twenty-eight, of course, we've only got like three of the books. Oh shit! Yeah, that's yeah. The sh- that's the shit that's crazy about cars that old. Like from that period, it's like they're literally like pieces of heavy machinery. Yeah, you know I mean, like they send you like 
ma- like maintenance manuals. Like if your car breaks down on the side of the road and you need to be like that. Have you seen the photo of like the dude in Saudi Arabia when his semi truck breaks down and he's literally rebuilding yes. his engine in the middle yes. of the desert? It's yeah. like that, right? Like that's what you need to that's know. That's exactly how, to do. how it is. Yeah. They have step by step instructions with like blown up drawings and at, like the whole the book, the first 30 pages are just like, if this is your issue, this is what you need to do. And this is the page number you go to, to see how it's done. It's so, oh, it's shit. so weird. It's so, so weird. Yeah. It's like building. Man, a now we have to diag stuff. Computers. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you ever, yeah. Right. Like, do you ever think about this shit is like back in the day, we used to just tell any fucking idiot with enough money to purchase a car. Like, here's everything you need to know so that you can fix it when it breaks. Because we don't have right. a way. To don't fix bring it, it back to us. Because we're not going to fix <laughs> yeah. it. We sold it to you. Yeah. It's your problem. Now. No warranty, right. sir. No right. warranty. And then, and then we, warranty. we made the, no. right now we made the cars smarter, which means you need a ten thousand dollar piece of equipment just to figure out what's broken <laughs> on your fifty thousand dollar car. <laughs> right. yep. okay. oh, exactly. So Speaking better. of this thing being a tractor, guess what engine is in it? A is tractor. It just, is it a Detroit? straight eight? What? Straight eight? Whoa. Yeah, that's a old. Straight school. eight, bro. That's <laughs> a fucking tractor motor. Yeah, it's an inline eight. No, they're long as fuck. This is also the deep. Really? What was the um? Yeah, Cadillac had like a V sixteen in the same kind of time period. So it was two of those mm-hmm. fuckers bolted together. Just, yeah, that is the dumbest thing you've ever heard of in my life, dude. Look up the dude. It's the, got this thing called Granny Gear that'll like pull itself out of the mud, and you just it's before first gear, and you just put like. My boss was like, yeah, so back in the day, you would, like, go somewhere, and it would start raining, and you come outside in the parking lot, it's, like, muddy, and your car is kind of, like, sunk down because they're super heavy. And he's like, and you would just start it and put it in granny gear, and you would go back inside the bar, and you would turn the wheel all the way to the left or the right, and you'd go back in the bar and have another couple of drinks, and by the time you came out, your car was circling the parking lot at, like, three miles an hour. (laughs) What it would, dra- it would drag itself out of the mud and this... slowly circle the parking lot. Yeah, it had a transportation. A fucking luxury ass fucking tractor. Yes. Like one hundred percent like that's a tractor with a door. You had to remember, like when that car came out, it's not like we had a paved network of that's true. highways. That's true. Nation, right. That's very I mean? true. Like you're very fucking true. We're like we're right. just that is a horseless like carriage. Something's tiny. <laughs> Fucking wild! How the fuck That's did crazy. you ever end up working on these cars? It's so random, <laughs> dude. If you, the whole story of how I got there is just ridiculous. Like, I, I was working at an off-road truck place, and I remember that? Yeah, and like my my boss there, like we were so busy that he took forever to check his email. So I did there like a month or two before he realized that I didn't pass my piss test. <laughs> i'm working one day and i just i'm i get a phone call and they're like it's this company studebaker restorations they're like hey you know like we you applied like a month or two ago but we've been really busy and blah 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 but we want to know if you're still interested and i was like i might work right now i'll call you back and then my boss comes to me when I come back from lunch and he was like, hey, man, like, you know, I've been going through my emails and everything. I just saw, like, you know, your results from your drug test. And I was like, oh, OK, yeah. And he was like, yeah, like my insurance company says I got to let you go. We can't. They won't insure me if you work here. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. 
So I called them back. <laughs> I called them back and they were like, yeah, can you come interview on Saturday? And I was like, sure. So I yes. show up the next day and the interview, like now that I work there, I've kind of taken over the responsibility of interviewing people because I am the last person with like minimal experience that we need to hire because they, they are terrible at interviewing. Like my interview was just like, what have you done before this? I was like, I worked at a drift shop and I worked at a, at a, uh, off-road truck shop. And they was like, what do you know about restoration? I was like, nothing. I was like, I'm willing to learn. And they were like, okay, can you start Monday? I was like, sure. I'll be here. And I think I asked him, I was like, do you have a drug test? He was like, no. I was like, all right, I'll see you guys Monday. If the answer was yes, what were you going to say? I'll see you in the next four Mondays. Right? No, I was, I was going to go get some stuff. But I was just like, because I, I, how I asked it was like, I had something to do that day. And I was like, yo, like I kind of got like a busy day today. I just ran by here real quick. And I go, do I need to go like, do a drug test or like a background check or anything. And they're like, no, 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 we don't do that here. You're fine. I was like, all right. See you guys Monday. <laughs> Dude, right? That's the so independent shop I used to work for did that was that shit. I was like, so I got to go like go somewhere. And they're like, no, nah, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll see you Monday. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I'll catch you guys later. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. but now like, it's just we're so busy. Like even today before I left, we got a uh, we got another Studebaker in that's LS swap, just came from the body shop, like cocaine white paint job. I don't know how this keeps happening. We huh. keep getting cars back from body shops and the body shops are losing parts. So this dude brought us this truck with no doors, no hood, no tailgate, because the body shop lost all of his hinges. So like we have to order all of this shit again. What? And we were what? like, well, how'd they lose your hinges? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. What? That's a really the, good the 28, be... the 28 that I'm working on, same issue. It's been in the body shop getting like that old school olive green that it's got going on. And they like yeah. re-lacquered some of the wood interior and all that shit. But the owner was like, I'm missing a lot of my chrome trim and a lot of this and that. And it's like, well, where's the last time you had it? And it was like, oh, it was... The car was together when I dropped it at the body shop. It's like, oh my god, where are these body shops you guys are going to? I bet you there's like yeah. some weird niche market of like random Studebaker parts, and they're just fleecing these motherfuckers blind, selling their hinges and shit off. You know? Oh saying? yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> what wouldn't I was be surprised. Yeah, I would not be surprised. These bolts are worth fucking, a million dollars. Yeah. Our dumbasses are turning around and buying them. Like, oh yeah, we found some bolts. And it's like, God, these look familiar. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Right, shit. It's the same damn color. What the fuck? It's that Craigslist effect when somebody steals your goddamn bike. Find that shit on Craigslist. (laughs) Buy your own fucking bike back for 500 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I think that's a show, boys. We've been doing this for two hours. We had a whole ass guest on. Uh, I, I apologize. I was really quiet, but that was some interesting interesting that's knowledge bro Dude, like that's, that was, that's no that was that was super cool that, that was, was good yeah that was really yeah cool. i'm gonna have to check that out because like when i when i tapped in i was like i had like some questions and shit but like how he was talking i was like oh like this is kind of interesting what's he saying like i didn't yeah. know they had this many bro. cars already done and he poland 
What? Dude, yeah, his story is the story is crazy. His, yeah. Dude, I'll just be him in my questions. Like, <laughs> like, let me just, we'll, let me we'll, just see we'll what he's him, talking about. We'll get him back on with the nine and one. I told him too. I I messaged him and told him thanks and told him to come back on and he's like hell yeah he'd he'd be interested. So maybe when he gets down with a couple more designs and stuff, we can check back in on like the convertible and see what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I have yeah. a lot of I have a lot of skin in the convertible game. <laughs> apparently that's what we're doing nothing i can't wait to have, feel the wind through my hair all <laughs> <laughs> right it sounds about right for you that's gonna be the gonna best miss part. That car. it's okay i'll do plenty of scumbag I had the, shit. That's the best experience to know like when i got it i like i said never owned a convertible never owned anything with a sunroof so when i got it i remember i went to like a party way out somewhere like lancaster or some shit like that fourth of july I'm leaving. My homie who's there gives me shrooms. Nice. I take them before I leave. Who doesn't? Oh my god. A bad idea. Great bad idea. idea. No, not at all. You've never seen so Fear dr- and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. So I I drop right. the top. It's it's the middle of summer. It's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. I drop the top. I'm heading back on the freeway. For a minute, I couldn't tell if it was the shrooms or what because there were like, it was like fireworks going off all around the freeway as I was driving. Then I remembered it was like, there's Labor no Day way it weekend was weekend or some shit like it that. Hold up, you took mushrooms and then drove home on the 4th of July. <laughs> it's like you just was fortunate son playing on the background. Yeah. How are you still on? here today? How are you still here today, sir? Man, it was so, like I, it was so nice. I was like, as I started to near the exit to my house, I was like, oh, he had oh, one of those like movie episodes where the, the 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 main character's driving down the freeway and all this shit's going off in the background. He's just fucking cruising, fuck lying, I'm just going gonna... for it. You think Man, you're brave? You think that. you're brave? You think you're fucking brave? You're not black guy driving through L.A. on shrooms on Fourth of July, brave. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, oh my god, I think that's an episode right there, And on that note, thank you to Philip from Indecent. Super excited what they're doing. Thank you guys we so appreciate much. You, Philip. Uh yep. our Instagram page has grown, our followership has grown, our Discord has grown, and we can only thank you guys for all of the growth and all the success that we've had this year, and we continue to keep that up. Next year we're gonna take the rest of the year off. We'll see you in January. Keep your eyes peeled for merch drops. Keep your eyes peeled for new guests. Keep your eyes peeled for uh, season two of the Red Us, Match podcast. Events and shit, too. Yes. Fuck yeah. We're Especially. gonna be out in the streets. 2023 Hoenn. is gonna be a big year for us, boys. Hoenn. We're gonna be yeah. hoeing in them streets. And we are yeah. fucking going to SEMA in 2023. I don't give a fuck. Yes, sir. We're making that. Yes. Um, anyway, guys, have a happy Just holiday. That bitch like Area 51. That's yeah, Naruto running like a motherfucker. But uh, <laughs> um, you guys have happy holidays, whatever it is you celebrate. Love to your families, love to yourselves. Enjoy your cars. You don't have very much long with them, where they pry them from our cold dead fingers. And uh, yeah, we'll see yeah. you with even more fucking hot fire in 2023. Peace out, guys. Bye, Bye. Later. Later. Later.